everybody! Welcome back to another exciting episode of Design Dorks, a show where we talk about nothing that's actually exciting and instead spend hours upon hours arguing about inane details about video games that us very, very small niche audience cares about. I am Pyrrhic Kong, one of your hosts, and with me is... Okay, I had to recover from laughing. I was not expecting that much energy, but... Hi, I am the Duke of Dorks, glad to be here once again. Yep, welcome. Uh, this is part four of our Super Smash Brothers design tier list. If you're finding us now, why? <laughs> um, but but no, uh, we. this is part four of a full series where we go down and break down how we feel each character does from a character perspective. How they function as a fighting game character, how they reference their series, and so on and so forth. Not necessarily looking for the best character from a play perspective or a competitive perspective, but the best character from a full design perspective. And because of that, it means that we will often like praise a character for doing something well, but then criticize a character for doing something that exact same thing. A lot of this just returns on uh, what the character comes from, what their history with the series is. A lot of variables to these discussions, so bear with us. Also, for the first time, I'm going to actually say in this episode, just to give a light spoiler warning, just because we will be review- Like, we'll have overlays of what the tier list is, and that will spoil where they've been prior to this. Because there's been some, uh, some odd placings that I feel like, like the last video in particular, at least watch that, because it just gets weird. <laughs> <laughs> Please watch the last four characters of yes, the last there we video. Go. There we go. At the very least. Once you have gotten past the Falcon Jigglypuff barrier, then I feel like you're safe. <laughs> exactly. And since this is a continuation of those series, we are now talking about Super Smash Bros. Melee. Melee is actually my favorite game in the series, still, even after all these years. I feel like it's the one game that really just took Smash Bros. and built on everything that came before. Just everything from, like, the roster, target tests, bringing in adventure mode, bringing in all these, like, new moves and elements. But I don't know if that love translates into the roster. I, I kind of feel like this is the roster that I'm the most... Not indifferent to, because I like these characters, but it's just the most, like, yeah, they're there too. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. Melee is also my favorite Smash game. Um, I was introduced to the series through 64, but Melee was the big one for me, and I still feel that it has the most crunchiness just as a fighting game. Not just from a purely competitive perspective, but I love that you hit things and they die. Yeah. And Melee, Melee has that, and I love that about it. And it feels like, I don't know, somehow the most irreverent with sort of its stage design and its choices and how it celebrates Nintendo history. It, it feels very fast and loose, but also super compact, and I love that about it. And uh, the characters in it sure are. Um, <laughs> it's not that... <laughs> But no, it's not that I don't I dislike any of these characters. Some of these characters I love as characters, and there are some that they do great things with. But this is the game that I feel has the most mixed elements. It's a game that where Smash is really trying to find its footing as a fighting game and has a lot of ideas, and not all of these characters have gelled, um, either from their initial appearance and eventually developing into better characters, or just over time, it's like, no, this is still a little weird, though. Yeah, you, you put that perfectly. Just, there's a lot of characters here that 
I, I feel like this was before the point that Smash Brothers wanted to be like a celebration of gaming history, so a lot of these characters were included more for either being easy to make or to fit an archetype they wanted to put into the game. Mm-hmm. Now, there was uh, several things that contributed to this. There was an old, uh, I think, an email chain of polls that Sakurai did, and some characters were definitely influenced and put into the game due to that uh, old poll that only received like a thousand votes or so, compared to the fervor of Smash, where one character announcement can break Twitter. (laughs) But, uh, you know, there is some stuff. There are Nintendo A-listers in here that absolutely deserve to be in here, and we'll see how they're translated into the fighting game environment and how well or poorly that ends up being. And speaking of those A-listers, the first character we are talking about is Peach. Now, Princess Peach is a uh, is a very odd character for, to talk about because I feel like a lot of her design was based on A, the uh, shape of her character model, based on how much she just attacks with her butt. It's kind of obvious, like, I think there was even, like, interviews with Sakurai talking about, like, yeah, that's why she is the way she is. But she's also evolved a lot across the series, slowly get changing from these more physical, like, headbutts and stuff to the sparkly princess that we have now. Mm-hmm. Which is fascinating, because she's almost an amalgamation of herself and the character she echoes. Daisy. I mean, Daisy echoes her, whatever. Yeah. And it creates an odd situation where both characters kind of fail to fit the moveset. I don't know. How, what are your thoughts on Peach? So, Peach, I find interesting. Um, of, of the two, I think that Peach fits the moveset significantly more. Absolutely. Princess Peach is an interesting character because at, at her core, she is, I, it, it's weird to say, but it's like a celebration of traditional femininity and finding power in that. And whether that's a good thing or not is not for me to say at, at all, and is an evolving argument, but she's very much a character that fights with the idea of cuteness and sparkles and magic, and just like, oh yeah, I can do whatever I want to be a girly girl, and it will still kick your ass. Because she's just that sort of inherently powerful as a mage and an athlete. And I actually think that's translated pretty well into Smash. Like, all of her animations are very graceful. Uh, She still has those little dirty moments where she takes off her crown and beats you with it. But that's sort of reflective of her attitude in the RPGs. And I love that Peach is one of the rare characters that gets to reference the RPGs, uh, with her frying pan forward Smash being a direct reference to Mario RPG. Agreed. That frying pan is one of the best moves in the game to land. The sound design on that is just... Perfect. Mm-hmm. I love the uh, addition that she can choose in between the tennis racket and the golf club as well. That feels really great. Um, turnips, really love as a reference to her first playable appearance and a major playable appearance from a female video game lead character, so to speak. Uh, even if there is, you know, the certain randomness element of it, I still generally like it. And I love... I love that she has float, and I love the way that opens up her gameplay and all the different things and just the level of complexity that you have with Peach, because Peach Peach feels like a very surface level, what you see is what you get kind of character, and then you go in and there's this level of depth and complexity, and like, I'm not smart enough to be a Peach player, but like... 
people can be. People can explore that and they can get rewarded in kind, basically finding their own way to celebrate this character in their own way. And I really do love that. I do as well, but I I feel like it's dangerous to even bring him up after last episode. But I also kind of get a, sen- a, a Luigi sense of, I love this, but I, I almost don't feel like Peach should just should be this competent of a fighter. I, I, I say this with the most, with the absolute most love. Peach is kind of dumb in the Mario series. <laughs> like, just the amount of times she gets kidnapped in the easiest ways, it, it, I, I kind of get that same, I, I would compare her to Isabel in a way of just being like, this character should not be meaning to beat you up and should, should almost, like, I, I don't know, be apologetic if she hurts you? I don't know if that makes sense. But just from the... It, it's a weird mix of... I feel like there's two Peaches. The RPG Peach, was a, which is a phenomenal character, and the traditional Peach, which is just a stereotypical damsel in distress. And I, I like that... I, I can't tell if I like that Smash Brothers is a blend of the two, or if I would wish for it to be... to commit to one or the other. Does that make sense? It makes sense to me. I don't entirely agree with the idea of Peach as the typical damsel in distress. I feel like that's something that gets glossed over in the years of how many how many times she's been kidnapped. She's targeted not because she's a figurehead, but because she's powerful. She's the guardian of the power stars in Mario 64 and has to be sealed away or else she could use them to beat Bowser. Uh, she is the one who can reverse Bowser's magic to turn the kingdom's people into horsehair plants and blocks in Super Mario Brothers. Uh, she doesn't get kidnapped until the very end of Mario 3 and finds you hidden relics like the Judgem's Cloud and the P-Wing in order to aid you on your journey. Like, she's... She's got some stuff, and I really appreciate Smash making her more competent. In fact, there's uh, one element of her moveset that I absolutely hate, and that's Toad. I hate that Toad is regulated to this role. Not only because is he the most incompetent guard in the world, why is he being this competent, (laughs) but also because... I like that Peach fights her own battles. I like that there's this element that brings out sort of the lore of Peach and what she was in the original Super Mario Brothers, yet still has this sort of feminine charm that has been how she's evolved over the years as a character. I think it does a really good job, and I think that Toad fighting her battles for her in her grabs and get down Mr. Presidenting her is just... Not all that great? Like This is fascinating for me, because, like, I mentioned in the last episode that I haven't played many Mario games. I should have specified, it's just the earlier Mario games. Sunshine was my first one, and I never went back. But my- Okay. You just, you just blew my mind, because that Mushroom Kingdom lore, I knew none of that. Oh, <laughs> that was really? all new information for me. Like, with Sunshine and just going forward, Peach has always felt like the most useless character to me, because she doesn't do anything, but, like, I didn't know any of that! (laughs) Well, still, even, like, Galaxy, she's able to find one-up mushrooms and send it to you and sneak them out of Bowser's castle. Like, even from that extent, she's still- I always put that more up to, like, Bowser's incompetence, though, but- (laughs) But it's still the same role that she functions in Paper Mario and the Thousand-Year Door. It's just kind of compacted because you don't see your viewpoint. Okay, okay. Uh, shifting my perspective. Okay, thank you. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Just like, like my yeah. biggest, like, the most impactful moment for that character for me prior to this was just, 
I don't remember which new Super Mario Brothers game it was, but just her being in this cage that literally has bars that she could fit through, and it just... <laughs> that that was what represented the character to me before this moment. <laughs> I always think of New Soup Wii, where it's like, oh no, it's a cake. We threw the cake at her. We got her. <laughs> like, it's a Safari Zone Pokemon or something. <laughs> and, but no, coming from the perspective of your first exposure to this character was... Mama Peach? Exactly. I'm your mama? <laughs> huh. No, I, I, I get that, but uh, it's weird, because I feel like Peach is really nicely reverent here of her actual power and such. Um, do I think that maybe having her have a status effect-based moveset based on, say, Mario RPG or based on Super Princess Peach would be nice? Yes, but also give her a different power set from Super Princess Peach, because boy, that did not age well, and it wasn't good when it started. What, you don't like the idea of her fighting with her emotions? I think it's There is a correct answer to this. (laughs) (laughs) But not how it was done. For sure, for sure. Okay. Uh, For flavor, I would like, I wish that she had Parry the Parasol, though. Like, that was originally planned in Brawl, and like... That's a cute touch. Having that, like, be part of her, like, her grab or something, where she just develops you in parry, that would have been neat. Yes. Ah, huh. Okay, so, you have completely just shell-shocked me to the point where I don't know where I put Peach on this anymore. Where does Peach rank for you? Where where did you have her before, out of curiosity? I I, I had her in mixed. Okay, um, I had her in B. I like her at her core. I like her as a character design. I like her as a representation of Peach. Toad bugs the crap out of me and also limits the ability for Toad or Captain Toad to be in the game. Yeah, I I do agree with that. It's funny because like before you told me any of this, I liked that Toad was part of the throw for a similar just like, oh, like, yeah, he's trying to help Peach. and He's trying. That's 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 nice, but just completely perspective. I'm going to need like another minute to just process all this. I just like. Like, Toad tries, but he's not that competent. The only guy he's managed to beat is Wario in a puzzle game. And I guess a bird, but that's Captain Toad, and Captain Toad Fox. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright. I, I I can agree with B, with this newfound mm-hmm. perspective. Ah, uh, where in B would that be, then? I don't think I would want to put her above Dedede. I, w- I wouldn't want to put anybody above DDD, so I'll happily agree with you there. Why well, I, I know that, <laughs> but like even from my perspective of like, I feel like DDD does his personality better than Peach, and while DDD has a few more things that I disagree with, I disagree with Toad more. Okay, uh, how do you feel about Peach's final smash? By the way, people always kind of write that off of just like the worst one, even though it's arguably the most powerful one. So I do kind of like it. From an RPG perspective, uh, Peach's powers include putting people to sleep, healing, and most importantly, the Peach Beam from Paper Mario, which dispels even godly energy using the power of her wishes. And yeah, that's really strong. I think that Peach does need to have a status effect Final Smash, but it does lack impact, but I feel like it fits Peach. I feel like it's craftier than other Final Smashes, and I like that about her. A lot. All right, I like right. the little Mario 3 jingle that they add to it, and the weird shoujo manga peaches that they add on the side. <laughs> Alright, I was just curious. 
I, I could definitely get down between um DDD and Duck Hunt if you're. Yeah, I think that's about where I would like to place her. All right, all right, cool, cool. I can de- get down for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that brings us to the Echo of Daisy, and this move set does not fit Daisy nearly as well. For, like. You gave me a newfound appreciation—that uh, was English—a newfound appreciation of just Peach fitting this, like again, for lack of a better way of putting it, this is girly move set. But that's just not what Daisy is. Yeah, no, Daisy sucks. Uh, I actually literally just saw a um a mod of basically porting Ganondorf's move set onto onto Peach and Daisy, and it just uh-huh. it, it just slaps so hard. How amazing Daisy <laughs> is with a stomp. Like, oh, oh my gosh, it is amazing. Ah, uh, God. Yeah, no, Daisy has so much attitude and is so just spunky that it's just fun to see her. And you get none of that. And you get no physicality on purpose other than, I guess, the crown smack with the peach base. And the floral element is essentially what they've done in Mario sports games to cover up the fact that they don't have ideas for her. It's just like, oh, it's Daisy. Her name's Daisy. There are flowers. You get it? <laughs> it is the it is the most surface level design they could have possibly come up with for her. Mm-hmm. Like at least give her like maybe she's like kind of a druid with that, but no, it's literally just flowers. Wee. Well, see, even in like Mario Strikers, they gave her some like geomancy with giant crystals that yeah, she shoots and out it was from the awesome. ground. It was. It never I love showed it. Showed up again. I main Daisy in that game just because of that. And I'm like, whoa, Daisy! <laughs> and then I went back to Donkey Kong, but, like, come on, come on. Yeah, I, I kind of almost wish that they had a... That Daisy had been... Had replaced Dr. Mario as, like, the the Mario melee echo fighter. And just... Yeah. And just had the chance to, like, evolve from there. I agree. But, like, yeah, th- there's there's nothing to her. The The design in Smash is not Daisy. And uh, if you told me that we could cut one character from this roster and get a character of equal importance, like, kill Daisy, give me Funky Kong. Uh, Easily. Th- there there was a correct answer to that question, and it's spinning in the bottom right of our tier list. But okay, fine. I'll, I'll give you Daisy. Well, well, yeah, yes. But, like, even character and character have a reason for existing... Like, there's an idea there. Daisy, there's not even an idea. There is, oh, we're introducing this concept. Daisy. All right. I can't believe they didn't at least keep the physical throws. Like, that yep. would have been so easy. What the hell is Buckenberry doing there? <laughs> I do like having Blue Toad there. I, I will admit that it's just like, oh, hey, that's a nice reference. But, like, I want, I want no... It's she could be better. A reference to what? Mario 2? Because that would be better if he were said Peach's moveset. I mean, I liked, Not that I, liked I want him. him. In the new Super Mario games. It was just like, oh, neat, I can play as a Toad. They're competent here. What is this? That's fun. They are. He's very strong. I, I feel like we both have Daisy in E tier. Yes. All right, cool. Like, I can't bring myself to get mad enough at her. Like, she, she's too much of an afterthought to be that way. You, you, ex- like, I feel the way about her that I feel about me, Sword Fighter. I was about to say, like, <laughs> it, it's, it's just complete apathy. Yeah. Uh, you could die tomorrow, and I wouldn't be happy or sad. <laughs> Ouch. She doesn't even have an I am Daisy taunt. 
Like, how, how, how does that happen? Very poorly. The same way that they patch out her differences, which I know is a holdover from Smash 4, but come on, it was something. <laughs> it was literally anything. I, I'd, I'd rather play as a me brawler dressed as Daisy, and I feel like that's yes. closer. Yes, you are correct, sir. Uh, but, but better or worse than me, Sword Fighter? Do I care? Uh, ho- hold on, hold on. Um, uh, I have a coin here. Okay. Uh, should heads be that she's- heads is better, tails is worse? Yes, I don't care enough. Okay. Uh, she is better, but only by a hair. Got it. Noted. Done. Uh, she has effects, sure. She, she I, does have effects, yes. Uh, no, that's 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 Blue Toad. That's Blue, Blue Toad's putting her there. Okay, fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good work, Buck and Barry. You do it. Alrighty, alrighty. Now, next up, continuing the Mario trend, I, I still haven't quite recovered from just <laughs> the whiplash of just like, oh, Peter's a completely different character. I'm interested to see if the same thing happens with Bowser. Okay, now go for this, because, like... I have a lot of thoughts on Bowser. I, I kind of actually want to hear those thoughts because I know you have things to say about him. And I just what I, I, I don't want to wait. What are how do you feel about Bowser in this game? So from a fighting game perspective, I love Bowser. Like he is so much fun to use. He is big unga bunga hours. Yes. And he just steamrolls you. He punches you. You try to do a little thing to stop him. He doesn't have time for that. He'll grab you in six frames and body slam you in a stupid lucha lucha thing. Woohoo. Doing the big Bowser. He's got a big butt slam that instantly destroys your shield. He's got fire breath that does a ridiculous amount of damage. Just stupid, stupid numbers of damage. He is so much fun. And that's what Bowser as a character would want to be seen as. He wants to be this dominant force. He wants to prove that just through sheer being Bowser, that he is better than you. He is great, he is powerful, and you will bow before him and he will stomp you in the face anyway. Does that fit the character that Bowser has evolved into? Kind of. Now... I would argue that Melee and Brawl Bowser are poor for his design. Yes. Uh, he is a weird, hulking beast man, and the most fun thing that he does in those games is he falls off a cliff in subspace, and then he's like, ha, psych, I have my stupid clown car. I'm gonna fly now. Bye, bitch. Bye. I got peach. <laughs> and that's, like, the only bit of fun Bowser gets to have other than DDD bopping him on the nose. Otherwise, he's just, like, this pure beast. And, like, you know, we say a lot of things about Smash Gang bestial characters, and Bowser is just reduced to that in Brawl, especially. Smash 4 does a lot of good to correct that. Uh, He stands upright. He has a lot more punches, and that brings him in line with uh, the modern series, where His big finisher in Bowser's Inside Story is, and here comes the giant fist. He has a new dash attack that is a low sweep, much like Mario's, so he gets his moments to sort of imitate Mario's moveset, and he does it in a far more cartoony way. His eyes actually get to bulge out of his head, and you get to see a little bit of that Bowser personality shine through. 
You know, he's a little bit more of a goofball, but he's not the idea of the Demon King Bowser that the original Super Mario Brothers sort of portrayed him as this giant beast of a monster from a tribe of demon turtles. And that's kind of what I feel like Smash uh, centered on. Hell, the fact that he has a remix called The Great King Bowser is, like, definitely evidence of that. I feel like they're very much honing in on his classic appearance. And I'm glad that he's a brawler. I think that if you added more projectiles to him, like I see a lot of people suggest, oh, maybe he could throw a Mecha Koopa or one of his hammers from Mario 1. And I go, no, no, Bowser should hit you. Like, he's, when he's in a fight, like, he puts around bombs to make it more fair for you. And, like, there's an axe there because he's confident that you won't beat him. Like, he's not, he's not smart enough to zone. But do I feel like we've completely gotten into this era of Bowser being a lot more cartoony and a lot more fun, for lack of a better term, that started even as early as Mario RPG? No, I, I don't think that. So I'm, I'm at this weird crossroads with Bowser, where I love him, and I think he highlights one aspect of his character impeccably well. Like, I look at him and it's like, yeah, that's Bowser. But I also think that he's missing a significant amount from his character. I totally agree. I, wait, we've talked a lot about the, uh, the animalistic characters, and I feel like Bowser's is the one that bugs me the most, because that laugh of his is one of the most iconic, just, sound bits in video games. Just yep. enter Mario 64, it's just the... <laughs> And and then Smash Brothers, he kind of just sounds like he's asthmatic, like he's having a hard time breathing or something, right? Oh god, that's a dying seal. I'm sad now. (laughs) That's what it is, though. That's what it is. And I, I I feel like I can't add much to what you said because I agree wholeheartedly. Like he is so much fun to play. He's another character that just like you hit people with a very heavy thing. I love characters like that. He's so fun to do that with. I love that his side be kind of, in the same way that DK's cargo throw mimics kidnapping, it also mimics just how he's just going to take you and do whatever he wants with you. It's so fun to use that move. I do wish that Bowser had cargo throw, though. Like, that feels so natural for him to literally kidnap you mid-match. Yeah, if we... Maybe, like turn the flying slam into, like, one of his, just his up throw or something like that, and let him do cargo, oh, that'd be, like, there is room to do more with Bowser, like, I I do feel like his, his current moves are kinda just tame for how expansive this character's history is, like, his up is literally just him spinning, I I don't like any of those up yeah, that that's not to say, like, I would want him to go, oh, the Koopa clown car is the obvious upbeat, and oh, yeah, no, I, no, no, no. I, I go with that, I go, no, I feel like Bowser as a character is all about his physicality and his physical imposition, but that said, like, I'd like it if he did, like, the move where he rolls into a giant spiky ball from yeah. Galaxy and Inside Story. Yoshi's egg roll, but good. Have to put yeah. super arm on that. Yeah, do that and then just, like, make him able to, like, choose the direction. So it's, like, spin dash and homing attack, but, like, better because it's Bowser. I've also seen a lot of people suggest, like, making his up um, his up be kind of like DDDs. Like, take his down B and just make him jump up higher than slam back down. Hmm. Which, like, yeah, could, could be something to do with that. I don't I, hate I know- it, but, like, I, I don't have, like, a significant 
attachment of like, yes, that. Yeah, I don't either. It was just like throwing out ideas there. Right, right. I, I do feel like it could be fun just to have like a... I agree that he shouldn't be... Like, he shouldn't be able to zone you. Mm-hmm. But it would be a nice to like like tap the B button and he'll kind of rear back for a second and spit a fireball. Kind of like how Sephiroth's is. Like, it's too slow to really zone. But it kind of I'd lets I'd like him... him to have like the world's slowest fireball. That like he can run through and just like use to cover himself. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. Because, like, it, that keeps it at a short range. It's not a pressure tool. It's an extension of Bowser's uh, combo game. And I like that. Yeah, and it would be like nice stuff. But overall, like, it's hard for me to, like, be objective about his design because I love playing as him so much. Uh, one of the best final smashes in the game, by the way. I know people are, like, some people get annoyed, like, oh, it's like a, a Smash Brothers original for Giga Bowser. He should have, like, something you, from the series. Like, but no! Like, Bowser's big thing is just getting really, really big. I don't care if it's Giga Bowser. The fact that he does that and just punches you straight into the screen, that feels amazing to do. Oh, totally. Like, I'll admit, the Smash 4 and Brawl 1s, those sucked. Yeah, I hate Yeah, for them. sure, for sure. It, it felt underpowered every time. But this being very much a Yoshi's Island reference, where he gets as big and burly as possible, is just, that is so good. Like... For people who played Yoshi's Island, that is the most intimidating Bowser has ever been. I mean, I'd argue just even the people who have played Mario, I can't think of a Bowser that's more scary than that. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like, you could replace it with Fury Bowser now, but... And, like, yeah, you, you, I don't mind that. You can get that, big to but... meet him head on. That that Bowser just, just getting slowly getting closer to the camera with the music and just... Ugh. Oh no, I tol- I totally agree, but I think that uh, Fury Bowser's design is so much better than Giga Bowser. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's tr- Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, oh man, if you turn into Fury it, Bowser and Smash It's Fury Brothers, Bowser be... and then here comes the giant fist, Patrick No. Yes, yes. I can I can get down for that. Uh I don't get his forward smash change. I don't like the drop kick. Yeah, that headbutt like that felt good. I know yeah. it was bad, but that felt good when it landed. Yeah, no, yeah, that was crunchy as hell, and, like, it doesn't have to be the headbutt, it can be the big fist from uh, Bowser's Inside Story. Also, I don't think that anyone gets more gypped on actual representation than Bowser, because we still don't have a Koopa's Road remix, we still don't have a da na 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 from 64, we still don't have a Bowser's, Bowser's Castle, Castle stage. <laughs> Well, we I have mean, one third of one. Yeah, I was about to say, and it sucks terribly. So, it is one of the. Is that in the running for one of the worst stages in the game? I can't bring myself to hate uh, a stage that has the SS Flavion. Okay, but that just if you t- if you scissor out that part of Paper Mario, that's Paper Mario stage. Is it one of the worst ones? Yes, agreed. Yes, absolutely. It is one third of an amazing stage, and then two thirds of oh god. It isn't worth it, though. The fact that we've gotten so many Rainbow Roads and just Mario tracks in general, but not a single Bowser's... A a single villain lair in general. Like, wasn't Sephiroth's the first one? Well, not Dracula's Castle, but... Like, Dracula's Castle, uh, Lower Norfair. Or Brinstar Depths, rather. Yeah, but Brinstar Depths sucks, too. Yeah, it does suck, but, like, Kraid is at least there. True, 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 true. But, like, the biggest missing stage. Just without question. Yes, no. Absolutely, 100%. That said, that doesn't really have much to his actual design. Oh, it, does, design, it doesn't, so but I need to say, oh my god. Yeah, I'm right there with you, I'm right there with you. Uh, that said, 
where do we where do we place him? I I've got that similar very high on his playset, but the kind of just there are things dragging him back. Where does that land him for you? Uh, I have him in B. Um, I wouldn't put him over his son. I would not either. But I feel like Bowser is kind of what Bowser would want to be seen as, and sort of has a Bowser mentality to play him. And I think that's overall good. I think that's overall healthy. And, like, I love Bowser as a character. So it's hard for me to place him much lower, in the same way that I think it would be hard for you to put DDD much lower. Yeah. Do you want to just put him next to DDD? That, that kind of um, feels... I, I kind of feel like there's a... They're almost succeeding in opposite tiers. Like, DDD's personality just perfectly pre- represented. Whereas Bowser's playstyle is what really nails him home. If you, like, blended both of them together, you'd have the perfect villain in Smash Brothers. You know, you're not wrong. You are 100% not wrong. Yeah, that that's fine. Um, where would you put Bowser normally? Because I would want to put him a little bit above DDD. That is so hard for me to do. But I know I it's would... hard for you to do, but like, I feel like our average of Bowser is closer. Yeah, I I would like I I had Bowser in B before this, just because I feel mm-hmm. like people overstate how badly just him being more of an animal in this game treats him because. Bowser is still a scary villain, and I, I like that interpretation that this is Bowser designed by Bowser. That's that just <laughs> yeah. that's just funny. I love that. But in a in a same similar way that he he plays like a Mario boss, and I feel like he does that well. Like I he's, agree. He's not as well as Bowser Junior because Bowser Junior just is the perfect Mario boss. I don't. Yes. If he had more personality, I'd easily have him in A tier. Yep. But like when, when compared directly with DDD, DDD also plays like a Kirby boss, and that's what hurts him so much. Much because Kirby bosses are so easy to beat. But Bowser, he's got he's got Tough Guy, which I can't believe we hadn't mentioned up to now. Tough Guy is a fantastic thing for him to have. Oh yeah, totally. Like he hits like a truck, he, but he's still combo. Like I I would put him above DDD. I can't believe I just said that. No, I can. Bowser's also fun. Yeah, like, no, he's no, easily no. A top I, I, five I always say that because me. Bowser's great. I, I just wish he had that personality that I love so much. Like, even if he just had his laugh, I'd put him in A tier. But that's that's just wrong. No, if he had his laugh, I'd put him directly under Mario, because I'd be laughing. Yeah. Overall, still still a solid design, still a fun character. Just needs yeah. more of the character, actual character to him. Yeah, I feel that. All right. Ah, uh, next up is... I don't know what to say about this character, because Ice Climbers didn't really have anything to draw from, so it is very difficult to get them wrong. I will commend Mr. Sakurai and his team for taking one of the most terribly controlling platformers I've ever had the displeasure of playing, and making it slightly tolerable to play in a fighting game. With that said, as a retro rep, there were a lot of better options, I feel. (laughs) <laughs> uh, just, to, no, 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 I have a couple options here. Um, first off, there's a Sukupon from Joy Mac Fight, uh, would have been a great addition. Um, then there is Tiger from Joy Mac Fight. Uh, he has a Tiger <laughs> Knee. It is really, really fun to use and a command input uppercut. That's great. Uh, there is Jibber from Joy Mac Fight. Uh, he is this fantastic little shit of a character. Just look. Look at this man. Look at this man. He has two faces and he's low to the ground. I don't understand him. I love him. There is Dachon from Joy Mac Fight. Uh, that is a robot ostrich. 
I feel like that would have added something to it. Uh, there is Shenlong from Joy Mech Fight. Uh, it has an invincible Dragon Punch uppercut as a reference to Street Fighter and Ryu. A Frame 1 invincible uppercut. That would have been fascinating to see. And then, of course, you have uh, Super Zack from Joy Mech Fight, who is a promoted version of Zack, who is also from Joy Mech Fight, who trained to be a better character and thusly shot up the tier list. That's character development. The Ice Climbers don't have that. The Ice Climbers are terrible people where a man abandons his wife in the middle of a fight because he cares about the thrill of it, and they club <laughs> baby seals. What awful people they are. <coughs> I, I was tempted to be like, I wonder if he just has it written down in his notes just to keep listing off Joy Mech fight characters until I stop him. I was like, you know what? No, I'm just going to let this go. <laughs> Well, I mean, you didn't even let me get into Ghost on the revived remains of the second boss, Ra, the Egyptian god. Oh, okay. And then there's John <laughs> from Joy Mech Fight. I was laughing His name that is entire John. Time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but disregarding the obviously superior choice, right? I do feel like it's kind of amazing just how much. In a similar way, but not to the same extent as, like, Captain Falcon, it's amazing how much Smash Brothers has propped up Ice Climber, because I'm pretty sure nobody would even remember the Ice Climber video game if it wasn't for the fact that they were in Smash Brothers. Just, they'd be another novelty trophy right next to, oh, I don't know, Diskin and Mach Rider and... Yep, I was just thinking Mach Rider. Hell, Urban Champion just didn't even get in. A exactly, like... Nobody would care. But thanks to just them being here, like, they were the most, like, requested character to come back for Ultimates. People were so sad that they were gone. And I I don't know how I rank that, because, like, we're trying to, like, showcase how they've been translated over into Smash Bros. But here, they're, they're basically a Smash original character at this point. Like, nobody's going back to Ice Climber and being like, oh, well, they, their hammer swing isn't right, because nobody's played that game. <laughs> Well, yeah, and then when they play that game, they go, oh, this sucks. They're so much better in Smash. Like, God, it has the worst, floatiest jump. And they kind of translate that to Smash with their terrible airspeed. But it's like, imagine their airspeed, but cut it in like a third. And that's Ice Climber. Exactly. And I do like, I really like just the, the dynamic of, of the Ice Climbers. I feel like that's a really interesting design. Just having, oh, yeah, there's this character. There's two of them. And the crazy things that people can pull off with these characters is, like, wobbling's annoying. But, like, when Ice Climber players get creative, it is beautiful to watch. It is. Um, I don't like them. Like, really? I like them, but I don't like them. Like, I, I don't think that relying on an AI partner is all that fun and enjoyable. Like, there are ways to make it consistent, but you have to go through so many hoops to get to that point that I feel like they fulfill such a small niche for such a small amount of the roster. And I feel like the big reason that people, like, miss them, so to speak, from Smash 4 was because it's obvious the reason they were cut was because of the 3DS and the limitations. And I feel like... The Ice Climbers are just this idea that Sakurai's had that he's really, really wanted to work on, and it's just never actually worked. What I would love more than that is to have uh, Solo Popo, Sopo, 
and then to sort of have Nana as a striker that assists him. And, like, he can bring her in to double up sometimes, but otherwise she can just do, like, Marvel vs. Capcom-style assists and help him out. But you could kill her, and if you get a happy birthday with her, there goes his recovery. Like, that's the kind of character I feel like would benefit the Ice Climbers and this whole dynamic of them more. Like, I like the idea of there's two of them, but I feel like it relies too much on the AI of the game being either bad enough to be manipulated or good enough to be decent at a casual level. And I think, like, we've gotten one of those, but never the second. That's very interesting, because part of why I love the Ice Climbers is that AI, actually. Although, but I, sh- I should probably clarify here, I I never play as the Ice Climbers. Like, I, I could never figure out these things, even if I wanted to try. So mm-hmm. my exposure to them is purely as a uh, as a spectator. And it is so, so funny to just, like, watch Nana either screw over or out of the blue just save a match. And I... I it's interesting, because I don't disagree with you, but I feel like there's just... There's a value there. I don't know. Just, am I making sense? No, you you are making sense. There is definitely a value there. And, like, as we're saying, because the Ice Climbers are so limited in their expressiveness, and because Smash has basically done nothing to further the kind of narrative with them, like they ha- has with Rob, that all you have really is this gameplay identity to go off of, and that's a very much your mileage may vary for a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, I'm totally fine with that. To an extent, I do agree with you, and I think that is really, really fun. And really fun to curse the name of your lousy wife or husband who won't save your life. But at the same time, it makes them unapproachable at a casual level. This is true. This is true. I, I'm, I'm kind of stumped here. I don't... Because... Hmm. They're such a unique character that I, I, I really wouldn't want to lose, like, the dual nature of them. Because there's nothing like that in the entire roster for that. But I don't know how it... Oh, I agree, but, like, I would want it to be that you bring in Nana for a limited amount of time, and it's like, um... Sort of like uh, how Yun has a super meter where he gets to cancel all of his uh, moves into each other in Ultra Street Fighter 4. I would have that with Nana, where you can bring her in for a limited amount of time, and she can double up, and she can still serve the same function. But then, after a while, she has to go away and gets tired. And obviously, if you abuse that, then you don't have her for recovery. If your opponent kills her, then you don't have it for recovery. But, like, you could sort of trigger the save, so to speak? I don't know. I think I I would like that a little more, where you're more in control of just sort of a way to guide Nana around, I guess. All right, all right. Ah, hmm. This is a very weird case of, like, preferences of design clashing with, like, my just... Personal preference of just what I find funny, I guess. Uh, no, they, they, I, I, they are very funny. Uh, what, what, where, where do you have her, uh, I mean, them ranked, just on your two list, just to kind of... I have them in C, because at, at an inherent level, I do like them. Like, I like that they're here. Um, I don't want to use them, but it, you're right, it does feel weird having a game without them. But I don't think that they pull off their idea well. Like, could they be improved... Yes, but I feel like my idea is very much a level of personal preference, whereas with everyone else in D tier, I could go definitively 
I know how to fix this, you guys. And, like, at a base level, I realized that, nah, this can work for some people. Hell, this can work for a lot of people. Not a lot, a lot of people, but some people. That's interesting. I actually had them in A tier, just because I hadn't considered just that side of it before. And I also feel like they they do a lot of things, like, surprisingly well. Like, I love that they are kind of just... They kind of glide as if they're always on ice. I think that's neat. I like the I like the sound effects that are on their jumps and stuff. I love that they have no traction or less traction on ice than other characters. Just such a cute little detail. Yeah, I like that they're like the only cryomancer in the entire game. Like there is such a disparity of just like <laughs> just elements, for lack of a better term, like mages in general, for that matter. Like there's so much untapped potential of just building movesets off of that. So I really like that ice climbers actually just try to explore that of actually just freezing people and the the openings that allows for so you're saying you want more pk freeze well not like that (laughs) boy you put it that way but just like pk freeze is obnoxious because it kills you straight up Uh, i I like ice climbers just like freezing you and just like comboing off of that that's a neat gimmick and i do uh, I, i i hate to just oppose the idea so frankly but i just i love being able to I love the idea behind being able to desync the ice climbers and control them individually because I can't do it for the life of me. No, that that is cool. Like that's an aspect I want to preserve, but at the same time, I don't feel that the trade-off is at all worth it. I I would throw this out here. Actually, does every character need to be accessible? Because I don't think that that should be the case. I do feel like there are some characters that should be designed for a very narrow audience to like really give those people something that they would genuinely enjoy. I don't think that every character needs to be accessible, but I do think that every character needs to have some element of fun on a base level. Like like Ryu and Ken. I would not call those characters base accessible, but I would say that they have elements that make them shine and would make them like dive in more and there's just like a base element of fun. Ice climbers I feel does that worse than other characters. Like there is there is an element there, like the two and one that that makes sense. That works pretty well. And like if you get hooked on that, that's absolutely fine. But that's that's kind of up to chance whether that's fun. I, I feel like the only like casual thing that they really like people could just latch onto is the spin to win kind of thing with their side B, just spamming that over and over again. I've had I've had younger siblings pick them up and enjoy that, but. I think that's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, could I uh, convince you to low B tier for the Ice Climbers? I can do low B, yeah. Just just kind of in that, um, I'm, I'm feeling like similar to Duck Hunt, just in that yeah. range. Yeah, like I was going to say, uh, like, under Peach would be my hard limit for them. Yeah, and I, I could agree with that as well, because I really respect just the uniqueness they bring to the table. I, ha- I have... I can't think of another fighting game where something like this exists. I'm sure there's something that that does it, but just having this just two-in-one combo just constantly, it it, it needs fine-tuning, but it's such a unique idea that I, I don't want to put any... I, I, I want to praise it more than I criticize it. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. I think that's totally fair. And yeah, I think you know, I do feel similar to Duck Hunt, where it's uh, a matter of conveyance being weird and icky. And uh, yeah, I feel that with them. You know, they're still not great characters. Like, they're not quite 
like at the level of old from Joy Mech Fight, who is an old robot. <laughs> but you know they're 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 they're, o- they're okay. They're they're all right. All right. Um, I would put them below Duck Hunt. I think that sounds right. I don't really have a reason for it. It's just a gut feeling. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's just because Duck Hunt's a newer retro character that has had their design more fleshed out, whereas Ice Climber is just... There's not enough there to, like, pull from, so they're kind of just like, oh yeah, they got hammers, they're icy, mm-hmm. go nuts. I feel like, like, Duck Hunt is still more understandable and still has that layer of complexity to him that Ice Climbers do have, but is like, look at the funny dog do the JoJo pose, and then he summons his stand. <laughs> all right, all right. I, I can get down for the bottom of B. Yeah. Okay, uh, next up is Sheik. That is so weird that Sheik is before Zelda. Right? It, well, we'll talk about this a little more at Zelda, but it's almost like they... Uh, Sheik is a character, like I mentioned earlier, I feel like there were certain characters that were chosen to fit an archetype that they wanted to put into the game. I feel like Sheik is one of them. I agree. I agree. Because, like, Sheik is just the ninja in Smash Brothers, and, like... Uh, yeah, yeah, that 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 is that is the ninja. She does the uh, the quick move. She does the disappeary thing. She's acrobatic. She sure is. Now I I get the idea behind Sheik because originally this was a character that could transform in between Sheik and Zelda before they differentiated those characters. And you know there was a philosophy behind that. Sheik is the character that you deal a ton of damage with, racks up damage very quickly. And then Zelda is just loaded to the brim with kill moves. So it's very much, you pepper the opponent with Sheik, rush in, and then you transform into Zelda, and you go in for the kill. And then you turn back into Sheik, so that you have better mobility options and whatnot. And Zelda had, like, a slightly larger recovery, so she was built for the end of a match while Sheik was built for the start of it. The issue was, one of those characters was much better than the other, and always has been. You're not wrong. Sheik is, just was so many leagues better than Zelda that Zelda's best move was her down B that shot her up the tier list. <laughs> and from that, Sheik kind of had to develop her own identity separate from Zelda when she was never really meant to. So it's, it's this weird case where you have this character who was, is so defined by their gameplay that it kind of by necessity, in order to fix the broken half of the whole, uh, necessitates her being another character who's almost thoroughly expressed through gameplay. And honestly, I think they do a pretty damn good job when they change things up in Smash 4. She has a grenade that you would expect, but it's repurposed from Zelda into a Deku Nut that turns into a grenade. Uh, She has... The Bouncing Fish, which I, w- I wish was called, I don't know, like the Zora Flipper or something. But that's a very, very fun mobility option, and that has some athleticism and fun to it. And it just feels right to hit. Like, Sheik is a character that, I can't use him, but it's a lot of very precise hitboxes that feel right to string into one another. And I think takes advantage of Smash's movement really, really well. Alright, now I agree with all of this, but Sheik has one fatal flaw that has always driven me absolutely mad. Because, like, yes, she's a great fighting game character, but Sheik is also a character in Ocarina of Time. And the fact that she has absolutely no reference to a harp 
Yep. Literally anywhere in her movesets. Yep, I was waiting for that. Drives me insane. But the melee intro, though. That... Having only a single reference at the very start of one game. <laughs> Yo, there shout is out no... to the melee intro. It's so good. It really is, though. <laughs> like, just, I, I miss, I wish they kept doing that, just like making a cinematic specifically for the intro of the game. Just like, oh, it fits so well. But like, Sheik is a character, like, literally the thing that would fix her and make her perfect is just make her Impa. And that's gone. Like, there, you know, just make her like Skyward Sword Impa or something like that. Just a Sheikah. Without that all-important aspect that defined her appearances in the game she appeared in, good, fine. But not having that, just, it's why I think she was chosen for the archetype, because that's all she is. She is just the ninja. I like the ninja. It's a very good ninja. Mm -hmm. It's the better ninja in Smash Bros. I agree. But there's a character under there that, it, it didn't bug me all that much until I played her in Hyrule Warriors. And just the oh. amount of things that she can do in Hyrule Warriors, just like using the different songs to like buff her in various ways, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah, that would that would do it. But no, no, she could she could even have like some sort of Shulk gimmick of just like you played the Nocturne of Shadow and now you're much faster and you've got like these ghostly powers, just something to just slightly swap her up. Okay, but, to be fair, no. I wasn't sold because you said make Sheik faster. But then you said Shadow, and then she has ghosty powers, and Sheik literally having Shadow clone no jutsu feels like the most fun thing. Right? Just having, like, choose a uh, down being like, for five seconds, you get access to this one, like, super anime ninja move based on whatever element that song is coming from. That would be so cool. And, like, I, I hate to zero in on just that single aspect of Sheik, but that's literally what Sheik was in Ocarina of Time. No, you're, you're completely right on that. And I don't, I don't know how far down that nukes Sheik for me. Because right now, I have Sheik in mixed. Because, like, if I was just looking at the playstyle, she, she's basically perfect. Like, that is the ninja archetype. You nailed it. Good job. Yeah, no. Final Smash is amazing. It's the striker attack that it should be. Yep. No, I had her in A for basically that same reason. But hearing, like, oh, the Hyrule Warriors, and with, ooh, ooh, that hurts. Because I was like, yeah, yeah, the harp's missing. But otherwise, I commend a character for existing entirely because the gameplay feel good, though, and standing on their own. Like, that's commendable, I feel. But then you say that, I'm like, ooh, ooh, no, that, 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 that's the bad, that's a bad feel. There's, there's, it's just, it's, there's so much potential there. There aren't, there's, why are there not more bards in Smash Bros? I don't think there even is one. D DK in Brawl was the closest thing besides that. With his final smash, but like, God, yeah, who who plays an instrument other than that? I, the windmaker well, makes Jigglypuff. a little blue. Yo, like, Jigglypuff. Yo, are you saying that Jigglypuff's even better than we thought she was? Yeah. <laughs> yo, put Jigglypuff up one more spot. Who's there? Fox. Forget no. about it, no, Jigglypuff. No. It's, it's funny, but like, let's. <laughs> no, I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but like, I, I. I get that something like that probably wasn't possible with Melee, but there was a chance there when she split off from Zelda properly to just like, okay, take this thing that's special about Sheik and let it just expand the character even further. And just, no, the, oh, now, now, I, I, I just came up with like the Shulk comparison, like when I talked about it, but man, I would love that on Sheik. Just having some sort of, I pick this thing, it changes this about her. Like that would have been so good. Uh, yeah, now you say it. 
Yeah. And like having your actual, like actually play the actual song to like give that boost to herself. <laughs> I, no. I, I still wouldn't put her below Greninja. Yeah, I do agree with that. I, I feel similarly to her that I do to Zero Suit Samus in that I commend their ability to have so much expression, uh, uh, expressionism through gameplay, but also missing core aspects. Yeah, like that, that's that's a similar thing with like what why Mario is in B and not A. Yeah, I I I am I, I will admit I am nuking her down f- more for the harp miss being missing than I should because that's literally the only thing missing. It is the most important thing about her that's missing, but it is again the only thing. So yeah, yeah I I, I could. She is the better ninja. Just just yes. If it was Impa, I'd put her in A tier without question. Yeah, I think I would agree with that. Okay, so uh, do you just just want to put her next to Greninja then? Um, or should she be above Zero Suit? I could, I could agree to put her above Zero Suit Samus as well. I think I, I think I would put her above ZSS. Like as much as I go on about uh, ZSS and her uh, exhibition of Metroid gameplay, she has them boots though, and they're <laughs> weird. It comes down to, <laughs> I just want to. No, no, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like she has better footwear, so she's a tier. She's yeah, a yeah, bit yeah. Higher. No, no, no. The differentiation <laughs> between them is I don't like your shoes. <laughs> there is no further thought process there. Uh, but I would not put Sheik above Bowser Junior. Like no, I, I am, I'm yeah. so much more impressed with Bowser Junior's move set than I am Sheik's. Yeah, no, you've you've sold me on that. And uh, where Bowser Junior is lacking because of what he's burdened with, Sheik is lacking because of. What she refuses to take out of her little bag case or whatever. Yeah, a, a case of missed potential. Yeah. But, uh, between Bowser Jr. and Zero Samus, is that good? Yeah, that's good for me. Cool, that is that is, that is is a lot higher than I was expecting to put her, but I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, now, the other half of the problem of Sheik is, of course, Zelda. And Zelda is... Uh, I have a lot of problems with Zelda and Smash Brothers, but I feel like that kind of carries over... From how Zelda is in Zelda, because it feels like Zelda was almost an afterthought in Melee. Like Sakura had the idea of, oh yeah, here's, let's put this ninja in the game. Wait, I should probably put Zelda in here as well. Let's jury rig a move set from like Link spells and just some magicy flares and call it a day. And I'm not very fond of it. It kind of, I kind of get a a Palutena vibe from Zelda of just being a lot of different ideas being thrown around, like here's some fire magic, here's some light magic, but she's also kicking for some reason, and those are electric, like, it's a bit of a messy design that I don't feel comes together into a cohesive package. And she's also been bad in almost every game that she's been in. Well, yeah, yeah, that's clear. I actually think that she is very intentionally designed. She is very much designed around the ideas of the goddesses and wisdom. And so she ha- her tools are all very specialized. Din's fire is an unwieldy projectile that hits a pinpoint location. Her lightning kicks are all very, very spacing defendant, and if you hit them in just the right way, you die immediately. All of her abilities are specifically the three goddesses' abilities to link to the Triforce. And it's very much this idea of how do you translate wisdom to fighting games, 
And Sakurai and the team choose to do it through referencing the holy aspects of Zelda, and then referencing the idea of, well, what's wisdom? Being able to hit with a really, really tight hitbox, and being able to hit your opponent at just the right time, at just the right angle, because you have outsmarted them. You have made the hard read. I do like that aspect about her, just uh, Phantom, especially, just the way that kind of forces options for your opponent to choose. Oh yeah, Phantom is by far the best part of the moveset. Yes, absolutely. Like, God, what a great move. Like, instead of doing that, it turns Zelda into a trapper character, which makes her a lot more cerebral. And basically what I was going to say with that whole wisdom is that it's never worked until (laughs) you made it revolve around Phantom. And now look at this one crazy move that fixes this woman's problems. And it's it's weird to me because... That That's all very well and good, and now we have this really spunky Zelda, who's from, uh, you know, Link to the Past and whatnot, and she's spunky. She's got attitude. She's very happy to be here and very happy to be killing you. And I feel like her personalities and Palutena's were mixed up at the Brain Factory or something. Because <laughs> yeah, that you're feels right. really, really weird. And like, are there spunky Zeldas? Yeah, I love Skyward Sword Zelda. I love the quirkiness of Breath of the Wild Zelda. Tetra! Yeah! Best That's Zelda. a fun adventure Zelda. I love when Zelda takes a trip to Maximilian Pegasus's Toon World. Yeah, but this movie- the, the spunkiness doesn't fit the cerebralness. At all. Yeah, it's- it's odd. I feel like a lot of the effects between Zelda and Palutena should be swapped. But ultimately, I do feel like Zelda gets the better end of the deal on it because- her moves are fun and actually come together in a way as opposed to just being leftovers from a forgotten idea. And, well, no, she is leftovers from a forgotten idea. Yeah, that idea was chic. <laughs> yeah, but then they actually decided to do something with it. And Palutena, they're just like, oh, okay, you you, you have this snare. Yeah, it's, I, I really don't like that Zelda's kit revolves around just the Phantom. Because like, I feel like the best comparison to make to her is Snake. Yes. Because that similar amount of cerebralness. But Snake has, he has the grenades, he has the Nikita, he has what everything you can do with C4. Zelda really just has the Phantom and kind of Din's fire. And I guess you can mix up people with uh, Furore's Wind. Is that what it's called? I think it's Furore's Wind. Yeah. I, I think the big point is that Snake is always moving and always thinking. Zelda is in a corner with her Phantom. And yes. uh, she does up B online and you die. Like, for, for a character about wisdom, she has the most glue-drinking online play. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Without question. Like, I don't know. I, it, it's hard to say, like, oh, what do we do to fix her? Because there's so much you could do with Zelda. Like, I would love this character to be a trapper character. One of the most fun ideas I've had just, like, going on a jog was, what if Zelda had the ability to set up, like, tiny, or tiny, tiny light <laughs> mirrors, and then she could shoot a light arrow and make, like, a mousetrap-like reflection oh! chain. Oh, that's amazing! And, like, they don't trigger until you shoot it, but she could set it up as long as she needs to make a big maze. Yeah, I, I do wish that she... I know it's a weird thing to fixate on, but I do wish she had, like, a... She committed to a specific school of magic. Does that make sense? Just because it it does feel a little discombobulated to me to have this 
to have all these effects playing at once. I, I like the, I like my characters to feel like they had an idea and they were going for it, whereas Zelda just kind of feels like a mishmash of them. I'm fine with it, but I also like the flavor of the goddess powers. Or at the very least, I would keep Nairu, since the, you know she's he's associated with it. That's that's the proper guys. I guess I I guess there's just a part of me that's salty. That's again that kind of tying into like it's more annoyance at how she's been treated in Zelda. Like she didn't get to do enough in the series at that point to have anything other than Link's spells. But that's the Zelda series' faults, not Smash Brothers. Right, and even then, she could have had, like, the medallions from Link to the Past or something to give her a little bit more variety. But no, she has... But look at her shoes, though. They have the power of the gods. <laughs> what is it with Smash women and shoes? I don't know. It's something that I realized, like, also, just kind of going over just editing these videos. Every time I've complained about Smash, like, sound design, it's always been a girl. Like, what is it with Smash Brothers and just not giving, like, their <laughs> women characters, like, heavy-hitting moves like Samus, Bayonetta, Palutena? Hey, we praised, we praised the frying pan. Frying pan? But that's a frying pan. Yeah, but they got it right, though. They did. They did. And there is a bit of crunchiness to Zelda's lightning cakes. I'll give them that as well. Yeah. Like, those feel good to land. Those feel good to land. But, like, so much are just, like, little, just sprinkly hits that, I, that don't feel satisfying to land. Yeah. We praised Nana, too. We praised her sound design. Oh, true, true, true. I mean, it's by extension, but all right, I'll give you that too. That's a female character whose sound design we praised. <laughs> like even Phantom Sword Slash. Like, why is that not? It's just, I don't know. I, what? Where do you have Zelda ranked for it? Just, just to move this along. Um, I had her in low C. I am glad to drag her down to D, and that's about I, where I'm that, looking at her. That is the exact same place. Actually, I was like, yeah, I had her in low C, but really, you could be so much better. Just kind of. Kind of building off that chic idea just with the difference, comparing, like, the the songs to, like, the medallions. Just having Zelda have, like, those pulling from different sages, maybe, for her movesets. Yeah, I could see that. Just being the leader of all the sages. Like, there, there's so much mystical bullshit in the Zelda series that Zelda <laughs> could get away with using literally any of it. To have her so constrained to Ocarina of Time. Like, I feel like it says something that Phantom is her best move. Just, like, yeah. don't be more... I like, more. I like her new busted Final Smash, though. That's yes, a fun one. Yes, the Final one. Smash is also just like, seal away the evil, that's what generally where her job is, you nailed it. That's that's what her Final Smash should be. Good job. Ooh, looks like you're going to the Shadow Realm, Ganon boy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. But yeah, I, I D tier for sure. Uh, where in D tier shall we place her? Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking on that. Um, Definitely below DK. Yeah, yeah, I could get to that. Yeah. DK's a grappler. He gets he gets the strength of his character along. Yeah, it's similar to the pits where she has so much potential, but she doesn't really reach it. Same thing yeah. with the Toon Link, really. So I think anywhere in that little set there. Okay. Okay. Ah, uh, hmm. I, I would say at least above Toon Link because there's at least an idea there, as opposed to it's Link but Toony. Yeah. The 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 mental debate I'm having in my head right now is with Robin, who. Who's the better mage? Because I, I do really respect both of them. Just like, I I wish there were more spellcasters in Smash Brothers. There's so much potential there for just mm -hmm. so many kinds of movesets. And I think, I think there's a very similar debate between them. Because I feel like they're, you know, good spellcasting designs from an idea perspective that are just poorly done. 
I, f- I feel like I respect what Robin is trying to bring to the table a little more. I would agree, I but I also like... think that Phantom is better than any individual move Robin has. Yes, but Phantom is like the only thing Zelda's kit revolves around. Oh, no, you're, you're entirely correct, but like, at least there's that one thing that's higher. I can, mm. put, I can put her below Robin if you need. Like, I don't feel strongly enough to debate but, it like, super hard. No, but I, I don't feel strong enough either. It's just... How about this? I feel like Robin bringing things from Fire Emblem is more, like, needed in this roster than Zelda bringing the little that she tries to bring across. Does that make any sense? I don't know. I don't know. I feel like bringing in the three goddesses is pretty important. Yeah, yeah. Because Link, oh. Link, by extension, has to bring in items. So yes, this is true. And Ganon, <laughs> so Zelda we'll, has the we'll heavy lifting. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, above Robin. All right. Okay. Sorry, Zelda, we kind of just dunked on you a lot in both of your interpretations right there. I like when you go, ah, ha, 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 that's a cute taunt. Palutena should have it. Yeah, yeah, she should. All right, but next up, I have no idea how to rank Dr. Mario. Like, I... <laughs> so, here's a character that exists because Sakurai wanted music in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I can't disagree with that. Just like, I, what, how do you, how, I, I don't even have Dr. Mario placed on my tier list because what do you do when you just give Mario a lab coat? You make him very, very angry, evidently. I love that, but why? <laughs> yeah, I, th- that's the thing I don't understand because like, I get that the idea of Doc is Mario, but stronger, but. Why does Mario have a PhD that makes him more powerful? Like, I would get it if it's like, oh, he has the big brain. He knows how to hit you better because he knows your uh, weaknesses and what muscles do. But like, shouldn't he put you in like a crumple state if he does that? And I like how he goes from the super athletic so long gay Bowser into yeet. <laughs> <laughs> I like that his fourth smash is just a defibrillator. That's also pretty yeah. great. Yeah, but oh, listen to your heartbeat. It's nothing. But I don't, I don't, I, I almost feel similar to Dr. Mario that I do Jigglypuff, but the joke doesn't land nearly as, as well, because this, this character almost feels like a joke to me. Like, what, what if Mario was angry? But it doesn't work because Mario has always been kind of angry in the Smash Brothers games. I'm sorry, no, just imagining Mario and then right next to him, Mario with a gun. <laughs> it's just dr mario being angry with a glock <laughs> but yeah there's there's some interesting things about him i guess um i like the fact that well no i don't like that fact because he's supposed to be a melee throwback but he's so slow that he doesn't really fulfill his role in that regard there's another character who does that much better i find He's just kind of limited and kind of there, and he hits you, and it's funny, because it, it's Dr. Mario, but- If he was an alternate costume, nobody would care. No one would care, except for the fact that he was a different character in Melee. Yeah, and that's the only reason he's here, but, and that, that just- <laughs> it, it really annoys me that Dr. Mario has gotten so much attention where Daisy hasn't. I- Just, like, give her, give, give her that yeet, give her that stomp- it's so weird to me that Dr. Mario is considered a more changed character to Mario than Ken is to Ryu. <laughs> yeah, why is... 
like Ken Ryu, no, they're basically the same person. Mario and Dr. Mario, though. Oh, no. I don't... His existence baffles me. That that's 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 really the core of my feelings on him. His existence doesn't so much baffle me. Like I get it. He's super easy to make, and like yeah, at this point you have nostalgia for him. Might as well toss him in because like what's that gonna do? But why put so much effort into differentiating him though? What what why do you keep branching him out? I but I also I also like it. <laughs> yeah, I I would want him to be differentiated more. Honestly, I would want more weird moves. I would want if they went forward and like they got rid of Flood and gave Mario some other move and then suddenly Dr. Mario had Flood. I would love that. <laughs> like, I would laugh at that. No, this is Mario's sloppy seconds because it's literally Mario in another character slot. I would be so OK with that. But it's like. He's, you're right, he's a joke that it's not really clear. It's like you skipped the joke and just went to the punchline. And they said, and that's why I'm Dr. Mario. Yeah, all right. It's like walking into a room and going, and I say, that's not a camel, that's my wife. (laughs) (laughs) It's like you don't get it, it's not funny. I wasn't sure before, but after these conversations, I'm kind of feeling D tier. Yeah, I, I had him in C, but like... He needs an idea. He's also stuck with the dumb final smash again. Yeah, th- and this one is so easy to do. You just, like, the viruses are right there, or you just, like, make it a Bayonetta one where he hits you with the vitamins and then he clears you. Oh, that'd be great. Just have a very small chance for any of his vitamins to instantly kill you. <laughs> yes. Just like, oh, I hope you're not the same car- color as this vitamin. <laughs> Add better matchups depending on the color of the character. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I would love that. I would love maybe, that. Maybe not instant kill, but like do more damage. So mm-hmm. you'd actually have to like pay attention to like, okay, I need to shield this one in particular. That'd be great. Yeah. Okay, which alt has the best matchup against Dr. <laughs> Mario? No, but seriously, that should actually be a thing. Ugh. Uh, uh, we're in D tier. I, I, I don't feel very strongly to... To place him, I also don't, like, hate him either. Yeah, like, okay, I feel more strongly positively about uh, Luigi and Meta Knight than I do Doc. I... <laughs> I can't talk about the next character. <laughs> and I, then there's I, Pit. <laughs> uh, no, I feel like DK does more. Like, he's missing a lot, but, like, DK makes me happy, whereas Dr. Mara just kind of, uh... Dr. Mario makes me happy sometimes. I have him in Elite Smash for some uh, reason. <laughs> Dr. Make- Mario makes me happy with, like, a handful of his moves. Whereas DK-, DK makes me a lot more happy with a lot more of his moves. Yeah, that's that's, that's, that's fair. D- Doc is gameplay identity, and... Yeah. I-, I I feel like I could keep dropping him, but I don't know. The- I feel like Pit has more to fix. Whereas Dr. Mario is just like, yeah, he's there. It's, 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 it's Mario. Yeah. He's, got, he's got a PhD now. Good for him. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. Plop him there. All right, all right, alrighty. What is? I you know why melee felt like the the lessest roster, lessest, what lesser, whatever. It's because some of these characters are clones. That's why. Well, well, yeah, yeah. Because we now we have Pichu, and I I liked Pichu more when it was an objectively bad character. 
I think the Pichu is funny when he's awful or when he's the toppest tier. Yes. Yeah, it has to be one or the other. You either have to be like completely surprised that this baby is beating the snot of you or you have this baby on the roster that I'll... I might get flacked for this. I don't like perfectly balanced fighting games. Like, overpowered characters are annoying, but there is a statement to be made when you pick an underpowered character. Like, yeah, I'm going to beat you with Pichu in Melee. Totally, totally. No, that's what I did as a kid. I wanted to beat people with Pichu because it was funny. And all my friends played Ganondorf because he just kills you. So I'm like, I'm going to kill you with Pichu. And it was funny every time. Exactly. And now Pichu's in this awkward... Middle ground where, like, I, I I can praise Pichu in a lot of the ways I praised Pikachu. I, it's not hard to get a Pokemon, right? And Pichu is, like, it's equally adorable. There's some funny animations in the mix of it just hurting itself. We talked about this with Pikachu. The, the sound design when it uses its final smash is hilarious. Oh, Pichu's gonna kill you. It's amazing. Well, I just... Uh, I'm, I'm not feeling spacey vibes from Pikachu. That was not a moveset I needed to see taken in a new direction. Pikachu just kind of feels like, yeah, okay, it's there too. Now, now see, the thing is, I actually, as a character, I like Pikachu more than Pikachu. Because, like, there's two cute things in this world. Babies and animals. And Pikachu is a baby animal. <laughs> it's like, if you took Kirby and Isabel and fused them, that's Pikachu. So every time you hurt Pichu in a multi-man, you are automatically a villain. Because you are bullying a bait. You are bullying was essentially a baby mouse. You are literally kicking a puppy. And that makes you a terrible person. And I love making people terrible people. So Pichu, it just inherently is fun and cute. And I love its animations. I love that it keeps the anime trait of hurting itself because it don't know how to control its electricity but releases all of its electricity all at once. So it's like how baby rattlesnakes are more venomous than uh, adult rattlesnakes. And I love that. That's like an aspect of the actual animal kingdom applied to this Pokemon. And it's really, really smart. My issue with Pichu is that I don't think he has a reason to exist. And I don't mean that as, oh, he's a clone character like Dr. Mario. Like, no. Dr. Mario fulfills a purpose because he's Mario, but stronger. It changes fundamentally how Mario plays. Pichu is Pikachu, but faster? In a sequel to a game where Pikachu was already the fast one. And I don't feel that anything that Pichu does isn't already fulfilled by Pikachu. So it, it's very much a matter to me, and we've seen this in competitive, that if one of them is better than the other, then you have no reason to play the other other than personal preference. That's fascinating. I yeah. feel like Pichu has no real identity, even in a way that, say, Raichu would, because Pikachu but stronger, well, but slower, well, now you're taking Pikachu, a speedster character, and you're turning him into more of an all-rounder. Pichu is the same archetype, but just a little bit more, and it doesn't really change up anything in a meaningful way. And that's the thing, I like Pichu. I like Pichu a lot more of a character than Pikachu, but I don't think he has a reason to exist other than, God, he's so cute. Which, yeah, he is very cute. It's a good, it's a compelling reason, but, like, yeah. I, n I never thought about that before, but, like, Pichu is... 
playstyle-wise, it is still just an Echo Fighter. Like, yeah, there's the whole damage in itself gimmick, but that just means it dies slightly faster than Pikachu does. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, it's still values changed, but with a harmful gimmick. Yeah, and those those act in a way that it completely cancels out, and you're just back to Pikachu again. Mm-hmm. If you changed up some certain moves, gave him, like, the ability to paralyze or something, then, yeah, that would change up the character. That would change the way that you pressure an opponent and the like. But it really only revolves around the fact that Pichu has to do damage. It's, it's a Robin problem. Like, he can't work around damaging himself. He just has to do it. And, like, you can mitigate that to some extent, but you're so light that you're going to die anyway. Yeah, so you might as well. Try to get the most out of your stocks while you can. Yeah, you want that big damage. It's not risk-reward so much as it is risk because I gotta. Alright. So where does that land Pichu for you? Just like, you like it more than Pikachu, but like, the design just falls flat? Where does that- Uh, that's in mixed for me. Because, yeah, uh, I don't get why you exist, but you're really cute, though. <laughs> I had it at the bottom of B tier, but like- I never considered just, like, it's just Pikachu again. Like, in that- well, obviously, it's Pikachu again, but, like, bringing nothing to the table, it's just kind of- Yeah, like, like, compare him to Fox, Falco, and Wolf. There's so much differentiating them. Like, even, even comparing Melee Fox and Melee Falco, there's so much differentiating them that Pichu doesn't have even an ultimate. Yeah, like, even, even, like, hard echoes, like- Pit to Dark Pit, at least they have some specific circumstances where you want to use a different move in a different situation. As far as I can remember, Pichu and Pikachu's playstyles are just identical. I think that uh, Pikachu has lightning loops with his Nair that Pichu doesn't have access to, but otherwise, I think so. I'm kind of feeling... Uh, I'm looking at Yoshi right now. I'm also looking at Yoshi right now. Because there's kind of just that same thing of just why do you exist? Like, obviously, I love Yoshi, but like, there's such a... just milk toast design in smash brothers yeah i i think personally i like pichu more than yoshi just in smash brothers to play because there, there is some inherent fun of you killed me with a puppy that's cool but on the other hand yoshi is just there's something more there to an extent and like there's something i think is more interesting to see yoshi played well than pichu played well um yeah. it, I, I think it's telling. Are, are you familiar with the new mod, uh, Beyond Melee? Ah, uh, I've heard- is that the one that, like, added Skull Kid? Yes, it's the one that added Skull Kid. And, uh, I, I, rebalanced the game. I have- I'm not familiar with the rebalancing changes. Ah, so there's a lot of little changes, like they changed up DK's combo game, they added a fireball to Bowser that you can stock, and made him more of a command grappler. Uh, Pichu's, uh, change notes is- yeah, so, uh, we made him a spacey. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, he's a spacey now, and he's really, really fast. That's it. Like, that was their idea to differentiate him. Uh, even It's still making the fast character faster, which... Yeah, it is still making the fast character faster, but that was their idea of how to differentiate him from Pikachu. Yeah, just make him a joke. I, I can see that. I, I think I would rank Pichu beneath Yoshi. If it was melee Pichu, I'd make him much higher, but the, the allure of beating people up with the, the tiny baby has dulled now that the baby is actually kind of good. Yeah. At least for me. Yeah, I agree. I don't know if I... Yeah, I'd, I wouldn't put, like, like Pichu any lower, but, like, I like Yoshi more. Yoshi could be so much more, but I... They're both cute, but Yoshi's trying to do something, as little as it is. Yeah. 
Oh, God. He's so cute, though. Yeah, we can't... Absolutely, absolutely. Like, I was happier to see Pichu come back. Just, like, that that riveting moment in that trailer was like, everyone's back. Okay, you pay every- You mean everyone! Like, that was a nice oh, moment. Oh, you mean Pichu! <laughs> no, trust me. Like, I cheered hard for Pichu. Like, it was Snake and then Pichu. <laughs> yeah, j- just that combo of just, like, everyone, and we mean it. It's delightful, but, like... There's more there. Come on. Yeah. If you can make Dr. Mario so unique, there's there's things to do with Pichu. God, they really did do more with Dr. Mario than they did with Pichu, didn't they? They did! It's fascinating. Why does Dr. Mario have so much attention? And yet, why is it not enough? <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, let's, let's talk about a good character. Yeah, hey, let's do it. It's... I don't... I... It... We've, this is the third Spacey now, and it's, I don't have anything bad to say about the Spaceys, man. <laughs> no, the Spaceys are great. They're always fun, and Falco is an addition to that. I think that him being the most chatty of the Star Fox group, he just has the most little fun interactions. I think that his voice is the best. I, I love how cocky he is, uh, pun unintended, from every down smash. <laughs> and just... Yeah, he's he's good. The spacey Basie is good. With that said, I do think he is my least favorite spacey. Yes, I was about to say. And I think but- that by quite a big margin. I, I I do still feel like that Wolf has the most potential to improve, but I feel like his his generalist playstyle is a nice mirror to Falco's, whereas Falco is just more aerial focused, which like he does extremely well. Oh yeah, I love that he has the actual barrel slash aileron roll in his moveset as an attack. Like, that's that's perfect, that's the R-wing rolling around, and you made that into an attack, good job! And he even has a beak, so it's like the R-wing, extra points! Uh, I like how he kicks his reflector, it's a nice showcase of his personality. Mm-hmm, I do as well. I love that his side B, like, encourages you to use it when people are beneath you, just kind of fitting that aerial... It's odd, I don't... Do I feel the need to differentiate him more? I just, I, 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 he's, I definitely agree that he's like my least favorite of the bunch. Like there, I was so salty when he got back in four instead of Wolf. I feel like Wolf's the more interesting character by far. Mm-hmm. I, my issue with him comes from the fact that, uh, I don't think he's flashy enough. I think that comes across in his personality, but like this is the daredevil of the Star Fox team. This is the aerial ace who does the crazy maneuvers, but can still get shot down just as easy as Slippy can, because he gets too cocky. And I feel like he should be able to put himself in danger more often. And that's really only reflected with uh, his spike da- uh, side B, and his reflector being a kick and trying to use that more offensively, rather than the defensive practicality of Fox and Wolf. I, I, I see where you're going with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because thanks to his higher aerial mobility, he's probably the f- the safest of the characters, just because he can recover so easily. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he still feels, like, oddly floaty, and it doesn't, like, he doesn't have the dynamism that uh, Fox has, and he doesn't have the sort of grounded brawler approach that Wolf does. He has, like, some moves that are kind of flashy, but he's very much about controlling his own space. And I feel like in Melee, he actually worked very well, because Melee was such a snappy game. That he was very, very dynamic as a character, and he was riskier than Fox. He did fit that archetype. But as he's been uh, differentiated, 
I feel like that's kind of been taken away from him in his gameplay identity, and it's it's done lip service to his character. The animations are great, but I don't feel like it's really reflected in his gameplay. Interesting. I, I agree. I agree. I'm just trying to think now, like, how could that be? How could that be changed? Like maybe uh, it's just off the top of my head, but maybe have his like. <laughs> Have his side be kind of flare blitz almost, where it damages him as well. I can involve the no. I don't know. I think maybe put it on his up B for like using the bomb. No. I think if you made like his up B like uh Captain Falcon's or Ganondorf, where he can just explode you off the stage, and you made that like his finisher in the same way that like Falco should have a knee of justice. I feel. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if you hit that, he can escape safely back on the stage. If you miss it. Whoops! Well, that went terribly. Like, I feel like Falco should be a character that gets a dynamic kill. And I feel like he never does. Yeah, I, I agree, I agree. Um, hmm. Where does that place him for you? I guess just to... Because I don't know how to... I have it, him it's... at the very bottom of A tier. I Okay, good. I do as well. Because I, I, I can't put a spacey below A tier. They just, they just fit Star Fox so well. Because, mm-hmm. like, trying to brainstorm changes to, like, make Falcon more like that is so hard because, like, that groundwork is just almost sacred, just, like, how good it is and embracing the Star Fox playstyle. And I do like how he's more aerially focused to showcase that he's the more aggressive pilot. It just kind of falls flat in that way that he doesn't... Yep. He would totally be a B or C tier if he still had Landmaster, though. Yes, absolutely. Like, as as fun as it is that, like, his optimal killing with it is literally jump until they clip off the top of the stage. I will admit, he was my favorite Landmaster, but it was the least fitting. What if you couldn't control if he was fast falling or not? Oh. Just like, if he jumps into the air, he's always dropping as fast as he possibly can. Oh, that could be interesting. Either that or his fast fall is similar to an instant drop, or it's just really fast. Yeah, I, I I feel like that was why melee fit him so well. Because if you try to do a downer off the stage, half the time that game has you falling so fast that you're still gonna die before you can do anything to fix that. Yep. I feel like embracing that same, just maybe not the speed, but at least the fall speed could help him in that regard. Like, I can jump high, but he falls just as quickly. Mm-hmm. Either that, or just make it like a modifier when he's above a blast zone to change something. Ooh, okay, yeah, yeah. So that way, like, if he is grounded, he's like, yeah, he's still cool and calm and controlled. But if he's off there, oh, all bets are off, kids. It's me, Crazy Falco, doing the Crazy Falco impression. Agreed, agreed. Uh, do we want to put him at the very, very bottom? Or how does he compare to Pikachu? Pikachu. Pikachu. It's hard for me because, like, I feel like everything that Falco does is a step back from Fox and Wolf. Like, everything he does to change other than his personality is a step backwards. But it's a step backwards from something that's already so good. How how far of a step back is it? Um, yeah, I think, I think bottom of A. I think beneath Pikachu, because Pikachu still fulfills a design goal, and the only reason that I wouldn't put Mario above Falco is because his personality is missing, whereas Falco's is intact. Because I think Mario fulfills his gameplay function a lot better than Falco does. Alright, yeah, I can get down with that reasoning. So, uh, bottom of A he goes. But, like, again, just, like, the spaces are so good. I I, I, yeah. I would take more of them just to see how else they could develop that moveset. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's another in uh, Brawl, or sorry, not Brawl Mice, um, Beyond Melee. They added another one from Star Fox 2, the uh, dog girl. <laughs> that was an original character. <laughs> no, no, that's from Star Fox 2. So it's basically an original right. character. Yeah, she has a sniper rifle, evidently. I would have preferred Slippy, but all right, all right. Uh, next up, alrighty, we are getting to just pro- probably the most fascinating case study in just Smash Brothers history is how it has affected Fire Emblem. Oh, yes. Because I, I, I know this has been said hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times, but Fire Emblem wouldn't be what it is without Smash Brothers. Like, I had so many people get a little salty that I said that Ike was the face of the franchise when his games just almost killed and they sold so poorly. And it's funny because I think all of that is absolutely true, but I don't think it matters in the slightest. What Fire Emblem is in Smash Brothers almost, like, eclipses Fire Emblem itself. Like, the most popular Fire Emblem characters are the ones that are in Super Smash Brothers, without question. Yep. I don't think, I don't know if, I don't know if Fire Emblem can ever escape Smash Brothers' shadow because it's only where it is today because of Smash Brothers. Yeah, like, who's the most popular character that's not in Smash Brothers? Um, Lin. Definitely Lin. Well, yeah, Lin. But, like, even, like, taking assist trophies and cameos into appearance, is it what? Ooh. Tharja? Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe? It, like, it, Hector? But it's even funny, like, even the most popular, like, characters after that are the characters that people want in Smash Brothers. Yep. Like, yeah, yep. but Hector, right. Ephraim, uh, Selica got a big boost because people wanted her after House of Valencia. Like, it's, you cannot separate these two franchises because of what's, because everybody's introduction to Fire Emblem was just like, here's Marth, here's Roy, here's one of the best songs in Melee. Yeah, absolutely. Like, people always focus on Marth and Roy, but no, that recruitment theme, when people hear that, just, oh, that gets your blood pumping. Yeah, no, that is Fire Emblem for people. And just like, I thought it was a much more dynamic series because it's like, oh, this has got a nice little salsa flair to it. Fire Emblem's a spicy series. And I play it's like, oh, no, no, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, but even then, I, I, I still popped off when I first um when I first played Fire Emblem 7, Blazing Sword, and I was just like, oh, this is where it's from! Oh, yes, this is awesome! Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, My first was Path of Radiance, so I didn't uh, get that. Oh, you poor soul. <laughs> but also, it was Path of Radiance. Which is also a fantastic game. Mm-hmm. Oh, and just to respond to those comments, Ike's still the face of the franchise. Don't kid yourself. He was the face of the franchise the second he used Grey Aether on the Ancient Minister... And it's never gone down. Yep. No, yeah, that's that's fair. I mean, have you seen Fire Emblem Heroes? Like, <laughs> who who's more popular than him? Gatekeeper? Probably Gatekeeper. Probably Gatekeeper. Like, if Gatekeeper becomes the future of the franchise, I'm so okay with that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you want to talk about Smash Brothers now? <laughs> okay, sure. Uh, I feel like... <laughs> you, you can't really separate them, to be fair. No, I, I feel know, like I know. Marth gets a lot of flack. And I understand why, because his moveset has been done to death, but looking at his moveset in a vacuum, just as what it is, I think it's pretty good. I don't feel as strongly about him representing the Lord than I do Ike representing the hero, just in terms of the classes they're bringing into Smash Brothers. But there's a reason that Fire Emblem popped off after he was shown in the games. He shows, like, this, this stylish duelist, like, spacing his attacks... Like, the Dancing Blade is very cool that you can, like, basically choose, like, what is that? Like, 16 different combos? I'm not sure, like, the math of that. It's ridiculous, and, like, it's such a good move. Why don't they, like, slap that on Bayonetta so that they give right? her more moves? But I, I, I do I do like Marth. I 
really like Marth. In fact, I I would go as far to say that he is the best Fire Emblem character in Smash. Ooh. I, I know that's that's I will, hard. I will I'll I'll hear you out. I'll hear you out. I know, I know, I know. I, I I'm not saying I'm not saying that I like him more than Ike. I don't. Of course I don't. But I think that he is the best. Because what's the most dynamic and important thing about Fire Emblem? Dancing in and out of your opponent's range. It's I don't think it's a uh turn-based thing, which I mean they tried to do it with a counter, but uh they it doesn't it's work. not it's not that great. But I still feel like it's a decent mechanic. Like, it doesn't work, but I feel like it's like a whole gotcha. I feel like it fits with Marth's personality. And by personality, I mean being from Fire Emblem and being a duelist. <laughs> but I feel like the tipper and the existence of that is that perfect exemplification of being at just the right range to lure your opponent in and strike. I feel like that is such an elegant translation of the turn-to-turn gameplay of Fire Emblem turned into the Smash Brothers series. And I love Dancing Blade. I love that it is this pick-a-combo sort of idea that I don't think is super, super fleshed out, but I love the idea of combining and hitting the right tool for the right time in the colors of the weapon triangle. That's such a cute little detail that oh my I gosh, always love. I never love. noticed that. But yeah. Right. <laughs> it's such a cute little detail. I love it. Like... Marth does so much so well from just a basic moveset. Like, he covers all options, and he's all centered around this idea of being at the right range at the right time to do the most damage. Is that the most optimal during a fighting game? Nah, it's pretty freaking hard to do. But when it works, it feels really good. He has one of the hardest spikes to hit in the entire game, and it feels like it doesn't work right. But when it does, you feel like a big brain genius. And I feel like that being reflected throughout all of his moveset, and the fact that he has the critical hit final smash, which is the biggest hit, but also can kill you if you do it wrong, just adds to the sort of finesse that Marth has. And I really love that. I feel like Fire Emblem got its fans because of how well Marth translates the gameplay and how naturally fun he is. Because think about it, Fire Emblem became a big series because of a guy whose moveset was Swing Sword. That's it. And you're not wrong. Not wrong at all. Uh, I, I do have my problems with Marth, though. Because I feel like with his... I, I have a couple. I'm just trying to parse through them in my head which one I'm going to use first. Uh, Marth is the Lord, right? Yes. He, he is. That is what his class is. I feel like there should be a part of his gameplay that punishes him for overextending himself. Because if you lose your Lord in Fire Emblem, that's just game over. You're done. And I feel like the way he plays in uh, Smash Brothers right now is just a little too safe. Like, it's too easy to just short hop aerial, short hop aerial, short hop aerial, and just keep your opponents at bay. It does kind of fit Fire Emblem, but almost <laughs> almost if you're playing Fire Emblem really, really lame, just barely inching forward to get one enemy at a time, which I, I, it, it does fit, but I, I, I feel like more could have been done there just to, like, let him be punished a little harder. Now let me sense. ask you, is that you saying that as, like, in general, or is that you saying that as a D-to-D main? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because, like, I'm sitting I, here I as I do a, play a I, lot I'm, of heavies, and it's so hard to fight Marth. I'm sitting here as a K-Rule main, and I'm going, okay, so I got this crown, 
And like, I feel like there are a lot of tools to punish Marth. And I feel like that whole Lord should, if he dies, the game is over, is sort of reflected in how linear and predictable Marth's recovery is. Like, is it difficult okay, to challenge I, I'll, I'll at times? I'll give you that. Yeah. Fair point, fair point. Uh, there is more, though. Okay. Uh, I feel like what the Lord is in uh, Fire Emblem, like, based on the, the animations that it has... Have you seen Princess Bride? Princess Bride, yes. Yes. Okay, okay. I was about to get very mad if you said no. Uh, <laughs> that whole kind of uh, duelist, just a, a very, very... Uh, you're basically dancing with your sword. And I feel like Marth could do more in that area that it really makes me sad that he isn't just even just like having his hand up while he's fighting because the way that the tipper works is kind of like he's it's based on if he was like using a rapier Mm -hmm. which is what the main lord weapon always is right and i wish he had just a little bit more of that very quick swipes very quick stabs uh a lot of the uh the fire emblem lord uh, animations throughout the series is a lot of flourishes that are not necessarily attacks and I feel like Marth doesn't quite hit that for me. And it's also a lot of, like, very quickly hopping forward to stab and then quickly hopping backwards. Like, I'm actually going to find a gif real quick. Because right now, I, I do agree with you, but I also think that, you know, he's not dancing with his blade. Have you considered dancing blade? Yeah, I know. I, I specifically used that as, like, the comparison. Like, I kind of wish he had he more has of the- a... He has the rapid stab as one of his dancing blade finishers. Like, do I agree with you to some extent? Yeah, but I think it's there, and the rest of his moveset is in service to specifically controlling his range and controlling that uh, bubble around him. Like, I'm trying to think of what move would best uh, work for a flourish, and all I'm thinking of is jab and down tilt. Uh, so what I want from the character, I just sent you the the gift. There, there's these really like small hops that the Lord's doing, like literally all of them. They kind of just dance back and forth with fighting. I I want something like that in Marth's move set. Like maybe replace the counter with just like a quick just hop back, and you can use like any tilt or th- through that, and just kind of let him like quickly get around the map that way. Oh, so like like I, uh, Max Jolt Haymaker? Uh, yeah, kinda, kinda. There's there's a. I like Dancing Blade, but I want that kind of... Ah, I hate to make this comparison because I've been intentionally avoiding saying their name just for the joke of it. Somewhere between where Marth currently is and where Corrin goes way too far. Just somewhere Uh... in that range of just... He's dancing with his sword. There is Uh, a... you, You had to say it. You had to open the floodgate. I know, I know... I do feel like Marth has that in places. Like, the animation on his down aerial, like, it's also a satisfying um, slash, but the way his cape just drifts up while he's doing it, oh, it's mesmerizing. Oh, here's okay. another weird thing. I feel like Marth in Melee was better. This is one of the very few cases where I feel like the sound design of Melee suited the character better than the sound design of Ultimate, because uh, the quicker swipes fit like that Princess Bride Duelist Rapier better, and the, uh, when you land a Ken combo, and just the, the echoey, when it sends them down, that feels so good. Yeah, and no, ca- you, you are correct. You are entirely right. And of, of course, uh, with all respect to Marth's voice actor, um, at this point, it, like, changing his voice to English was, that, that was, was not the, the call. call. Like, it, it, it's ingrained. I also feel like I still don't know what Marth's personality is. Whereas I get a sense of Ike's. Well, that's fine. He has no personality. 
Like, what's Marth's personality? You've seen all of it. (laughs) I don't know. I I do still feel like he's a great Fire Emblem character, but, like, I don't want to put him above Ike. Because Ike sells... Ike sells what he is in Fire Emblem to a T. There is a point where Ike just becomes this overpowered, just send him into the thick of battle when you get him in Radiant Dawn, and it's just, he never stops. I love just how well that's put in Smash Brothers. Like, the crunch of Ragnall just sells his power so much. Oh, 100%. But, like, I, I feel like, while Ike is the epitome of Fire Emblem, Marth is Fire Emblem. And I feel like he sells the idea and identity of Fire Emblem rather than Fire Emblem at its peak with Ike. Because what's Marth's personality? I I don't know. Some Pokemon have more personality than Marth. They really do. But so Marth, what does Marth represent? He represents the gameplay. And I feel like he does that exceptionally well. Not so much the Lord itself, but Fire Emblem in general. All right, all right. Uh, I could put him above Ike with the caveat that Ike is better from a character standpoint, because Marth doesn't have one. Oh, totally, totally. 100% there. Have you actually played Marth's games, just out of curiosity? Yes. And he's just that bland? Yes. Okay. Like, to be, to Marth's credit, not a single lord was interesting except for Sigrud until uh, FE7. But also, yeah, no, he was nothing. And, you know, Shadows of Valentia fixed a lot for Alm, but... Okay, okay. Uh, do you want to put him any higher than Ike? Hmm. Do I like him more than Wolf? Because do I like him more than Link? No. I think Link's creativity is far better. Do I like him more than Wolf? In Melee, definitely. In his current iteration. That's a toughie for me. I would personally argue no. Just because, like, again... Like, all the problems I stated about Marth still, like, I still hold to them. Like, he could also be the Lord on top of all those things. I, I don't think, like, that would be very hard you're, to do. You're right. You're right. Yeah, I, I put him beneath Wolf, because Wolf is someone who I don't feel has problems. Whereas Marth has a bit more that can be done. Well, Wolf is, like, that borderline of, like, excellence... In, like, every regard. And I feel like Marth is excellence, but he just doesn't completely stick it. Whereas Wolf does. It's just the others above him express more. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I feel like Marth would be easy to fix. Just a few more flourishes on his moves. I, I, I really like that idea of just just the hops. I like the hops. Yeah. I, I, wa- I, I want to I feel like I'm controlling that fight in Princess Bride when I'm playing as Marth. And I don't quite get that. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. All right. Next up... Oh, wait, no, no, wait, Lucina. I forgot about to talk about Lucina. Oh, yeah. No, she's here. Yes, Lucina's here, too. Uh, listen, Lucina is the echo of the wrong character. Yes. Just, just straight up. Yes. I, I get the parallel between, like, oh, she was pretending to be Marth. Well, let's make her play as Marth. Like, yeah, haha, that's that's a clever reference. Problem is, uh, that doesn't fit Lucina's character. Lucina isn't nearly as a... As a well... Lucina has a character, for one thing, that just Wait, is yeah. lost. Yeah. And Lucina and Krom are kind of more rough-and-tumble lords. They're closer to Ike. I feel like I, I, I would switch Lucina and Roy's places in a heartbeat. We'll talk more about this when we get to Roy, but, like, they should be the aggressive versions of this moveset, whereas Roy... Roy's is about as boring as Martha's. I have played Roy's game. Yeah. Roy's nothing. You are correct. Actually, do you want to just cover them all right now? Like, we're just going to say the same thing. <sighs> Screw it, yeah. Yeah, so, like, 
Roy is fascinating from a character standpoint because he's a Smash original character at this point. Yeah, no. Like, he- what Roy is in Smash Brothers is is based around a concept art that just said, like, you know what? Screw how he is in his games. He's actually, there's actually this really cool, like, rough and tumble, like, this guy's gonna get in your face. That's not Roy. Roy is a scared kid that got stuck in the middle of a roar when he was, like, what, 16? Yeah, and he never like really that. grows past that. Yep. And he gets to have a bad sword that takes forever to make useful. And he exactly. is a bad character in his own game. <laughs> I, I never beat Binding Blade just because I, 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 I wasn't really invested in it. I'll be perfectly honest. I went Story as long as I could with Gonzalez. And as soon as he died, I was like, okay, I'm done. Because playable brigand made me happy. <laughs> <laughs> it was always nice playing as the villain. Mm-hmm. But, like, where, where Martha's the lord, Ike is the hero, I don't know what Roy is supposed to be. Roy is just Roy. Roy's our boy. Roy is this... Yeah, and I do... I do like that, but this is just... I have this problem with a couple of the Fire Emblem characters where they only show off what Smash Brothers has decided they are. If that makes any sense, they don't really reach into the series. You're just like, oh, here's this character. We'll, we'll add more to them instead of, like... Reference that's why I love Robin so much is because they really tried to like okay let's pull a bunch of stuff from the games and really get people to give a sense it doesn't work very well but it's still a tr- an effort yeah Roy just his moveset fits Crom way more yeah it completely does but then Crom's also just kind of a he's the jankiest of the echoes I think because there's a his animations just feel kind of off yeah I think it was how they like removed the reverse grip but like literally only just shifted the way his arm is positioned and it just doesn't his moves don't flow very well yeah he's like he's the only character i can point to who's just like oh that's a i'm getting wolf brawl vibes here oh sir your wrist (laughs) oh that is not the way a human hand works sir (laughs) oh but yeah no you're entirely right because Roy is a character who was designed from the idea of, let's do Marth, but in reverse, so he does more damage when he closer, which is anti-Fire Emblem. And then that instantly gave him the personality informed of, this is the rough and tumble brawler. In addition to the ridiculousness of Flare Which I do love the ridiculousness. Oh, like, I do. I do fi- love the Fire Sword is cool. Oh, Fire yeah. Sword is why people wanted Roy back. Yeah, Fire Short is great. He has a great new Final Smash, and to the game's credit, I think that the Roy moveset that they came up with in Smash 4 to differentiate him is really fun. I think that it gives him a lot more of an identity than hitting people with a wet noodle. I think that he just feels nice to play. Like, this is a nice character base that was given to a character who not only does not deserve it, but does not embody it in any way. It's kind of odd. He's got a Luigi situation where the the games have done so much for his character, except he already had one before then. Well, no, he didn't, because he came out in Melee. That was his character, and then the games retroactively made him worse. (laughs) Okay, fair point, fair point. But, like, where do we have- where do you have the rest of- Actually, I'll just list off where I have Yeah, go, go for it. I have Lucina all the way at begging for an overhaul, because I do just straight up feel like that she, she needs to... She should be an echo of a different character. I feel like... You know, actually, I'm just going to drag Roy next to her. I, I, feel, I feel like they're the wrong movesets, and that they need to just trade places, and they'd be so much better in my eyes. Crom, uh, I have in mixed. Okay, I had Lucina and Roy in mixed, because, like, at a base level, I think they work, and I think as concessions 
for the Fire Emblem series. They're fine. And I had uh, Krom in B because I think that of them, he's the only one where his moveset actually works with him and it feels good and is a good moveset. Like, he's one of the few cases where I think the Echo is significantly more suited than their base. Absolutely. And I feel like the trade-off of him having probably the worst recovery on paper, but superior air mobility is really, really smart and lets him get the cheesy KOs. And that feels fun. That feels fine. I feel like Krom has a Smash identity beyond his moveset that fits his character, whereas Lucina only has an identity as beginner Marth, and occasionally better Marth, and I'm okay with it, but also she it doesn't fit her. And Roy just... Oh, oh, baby. I don't feel bad for you, because I don't care about you, but at the same time, nothing about you works in service of your character. And, like, I, I feel, like, empty about him in the same way I do Ness, but I like Roy's base better. I can see that. I can see that. Uh, Lucina, I'm still gonna just really double down on I don't like her because unlike Roy and Marth, she actually has a personality. I do like her. I feel like she's right behind Ike. And if she was had her own thing in Smash Brothers, she would have easily surpassed him. Yeah. But the fact that she's trapped with Marth. Marth? Marth. I, I don't know. I No, it's fine. I... I don't have enough strong to say about Lucina to keep her out of the dumpster other than, yeah, but I like her, though. And, like, I like the idea of having easy Marth. Because, in a way, that's, like, that's the whole idea of Awakening. It's a more accessible version of Fire Emblem. That's a fair point. That's a fair point. I don't think that's the thought that went into her design, but I think unintentionally... <laughs> Yeah, but I'd love it if Lucina had the more aggressive moveset of Roy and Krom. Oh, totally. That'd be great. No, I totally agree. Uh, well, let, let's let's settle on a placement for Roy first, just to... Okay. Uh, where do you have him again? You said mixed? I, uh, yeah, I have him in mixed, because, like, do I think he could be improved? Yes. Do I think his base is solid enough? Yes. Do I think that any change that you gave him would complement his character? What character? Yeah, it is a weird... Is a weird case of like I I put him in F thinking like oh this doesn't fit his character but like I can't it's it's weird does it is it bad if they having a better personality goes against their character is that a mark against them or does that make him better I don't know because like I look at a character like Donkey Kong where I feel similarly where what's here is fun but doesn't fit the character and I go well yeah but DK has something to show off Roy if you take that away. What? <laughs> What's he got left? It's, he's kind of a Captain Falcon situation, except Captain Falcon... Roy, Roy is contradicting something, whereas Captain Falcon's just building on something that nothing was done with. Right. Like, Captain Falcon's building on the idea of his concept and his identity, and it adds to him and it adds to his mythos. While Roy is here... And then in every other appearance, he's something else entirely. Like, it, it's misrepresentation, but the misrepresentation is so much better. <laughs> That's true. Uh, what do you do when the cover song is better than the original? Ah, uh, yeah, I could get down to C tier. On the caveat that I would want a remade Binding Blade that actually goes hard on this version of Roy. Like, if they actually do something with this, yes, please. This is a better character straight up. Um, I could do that. 
I would also be willing to put him under Luigi, directly under Luigi. I want to do that, like, cause I, I, yeah, 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 yeah. Cause like, cause I, I, the Luigi zone is like, <laughs> and there are a lot of parallels between the two of them actually, because Smash has done so much for them, but Luigi's benefited from that, whereas Roy hasn't had a chance to. Well, he's very popular in Heroes because of it. Yeah, but that's not because of his games. That's not because of Fire Emblem. You're correct. Why is a Smash Brothers character? You are correct. All right. Uh, let's let's do Crom next, just because Roy. Uh, I I I respect the B pick, but I still feel like the fact that he's actually kind of unfinished does hurt him a little more. Ah, uh, but I I don't think that affects him at a core level. Like I do well, think. That, I, I, I do think he's unfinished. I do think there's ugliness to him, but I feel like if you like Krom, then that's not going to affect you. Like, at a pure gameplay level, he's good. At service to his character, admittedly what little there is, I don't think very highly of Krom. It, it's still good. Alright, alright. Uh, I do also feel like he could kind of benefit from a few more. Like, if he had, like, Ike's Jab, just a few more of those up-and-close and the, like, brawlery moves, I feel like there's a little too much... Ah, well, no, that's fine. Ah, mm-hmm. uh, I, I could agree to low B. Yeah. Uh, where specifically? I wouldn't put him above Peach. Definitely not. I wouldn't either. I kind I kind of just want to put him at the bottom of B. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at Wii Fit, and I'm debating whether up or down, because I feel, if we're, we're going for Jankery, th- those are two good examples. Yeah, but I, I feel like... The jankiness fits Wii Fit a little bit more, whereas Krom's is more... Yeah, you gotta put, like, another week's, work th- week's worth of work into him, and then he'll be solid. Yeah, I, I, with it, I, I can do that with the caveat that I feel like Krom has a more complete moveset than Wii Fit. Yeah, I can get with that. And lastly, Lucina. I, I definitely still want to put Lucina near the bottom. Because of all the characters, like, hers is the one that it hurts the most, because not only does she not fit... Unlike Roy, she actually has a personality that could be showcased here, and it just isn't. I can I can see that, um, and I definitely feel that. I don't think it hurts her, like characters like Diddy and Sonic, because, like, Lucina you can still become a fan of, whereas Diddy has become the Scrappy-Doo of the Donkey Kong universe based on his appearance. <laughs> and that hurts a lot. And Sonic is... You know, his moveset doesn't work, but he's still Sonic. Lucina is his- her moveset functions, but it doesn't work. And she's there. Uh, I'm kind of feeling either the- the top of E above Lucario, or like at the very bottom of D. No, because- I- I think above Lucario, because from what you're saying is, no, she needs to be overhauled. Like, she needs a different moveset. And that different moveset already exists. Yes. So just- just make it happen, basically. Yeah, just- just trade Roy and Lucina places, and they'll both jump up to at least high C tier for me. Yeah. It's that It's that easy. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, this isn't the character that follows these two, but I had an idea before we were recording this. Oh? Because, like, when we finish these episodes, we want to feel like a- we want to feel good about that, right? Right. We want to feel like a sense of, like, accomplishment, like, yeah- we got everything. We wouldn't want to go back to just something bad right at the end, right? Okay, where are you going? I feel like in this moment, when I'm already just kind of annoyed about Fire Emblem, 
There is no time that I would rather bite the bullets and talk about Corin. <laughs> we doing this? Okay, let's we do it. We are doing this. We're doing it live, folks. <laughs> Make it even bigger. And we still got four after, but you know what? We're in here. Let's go. Yeah, so, uh, let's, let's talk about Corin. I... I have so many problems with this character that don't even involve their Smash Brothers movesets. Corrin is one of the only characters in media history that I can look at them and go, Wow, your game would be so much better if you just were not in it. The whole choice thing that surrounds Corrin is completely botched by their existence. They're like, oh, you want to choose between these two warring sides? That presents a great idea for this game to be built around, but it's only like five missions that you make that choice and you don't get to choose around either character. This is going to get very rambly. I should probably just say that straight up. It might not make a lot of sense a lot of these times, but I have so much pent-up aggression towards this character. Oh, no, 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 dude, go for it. By all means, no, I am indulging in this right now. I dislike everything about this character. Literally everything. I hate their visual design, their ballerina-esque armor, the fact that they're barefoot because of that. I hate the emaciated dragon. Why the fuck does it walk on its knuckles? That looks so awkward. It's like this weird deer thing. I like the deer design, but the knuckles just weird me out. Oh no. I don't like their voice. That might be a case of voice direction, I will admit, but male Corrin in particular just... I win! <sighs> I don't like him at all. I hate the absurdity of Dragon Fang. Behold my awesome dragon powers of morphing my limbs into stalagmites for some bizarre reason. They're in t this is what I'm getting up to. Their entire design is so over-the-top extra for no reason. It feels like an 11-year-old designed this character and it's just like, no, their sword's not good enough. They should have a chainsaw sword. And they should be, like, super prim and proper. That's not enough. Marth isn't enough. They have to, like, dance with their moves. <sighs> okay. I'm a little... I'm feeling a little better. Uh... No, I'm not, not, not quite done. I'm not quite done. Uh, I stopped playing Smash Wii U shortly before they made it in and never went back. Corrin was the reason for that. Uh, I have an amiibo of every Smash Brothers character, apart from Corrin. Uh, when I got the chance to unlock them in Ultimate, I ran straight off the stage. They were the last character I unlocked because I just wanted to be complete. And I d hatred for them to out... Rude that. Okay. Is that better? Is that better? Huh. I, don't, I don't know. You could talk about, like, incest or something. Oh my god, the incest. <laughs> Why is that a thing? I, I burned that from my memory. But just, ugh, it's the disturbing amount of just, oh, you can marry the people from your biological family or the family that raised you. Both of these are fine. Except, oh wait, they're not the biological family, but this person is, and that's also okay. Haha, <laughs> this is fine. This is, a good, this is good storytelling. The characterization of the character, uh, I'm now starting to get into things that like, are actual problems and not just personal, just gripes about, like, what I prefer. Like, no, th this is starting into, like, things that, like, I think are actually, like, straight up objectively bad. The writing behind this character is just so bad. There's so many inconsistencies in the writing of Fire Emblem, and it's all based around all the characters just absolutely adoring Corrin for some reason? Yeah, have you ever seen a harem anime? That's just what it is. And Corrin does not have the charisma to carry that. They are childish. They're immature. They're so annoying and make so many stupid decisions. Oh, is I this your first so dating much... sim, bro? I mean, I feel like Awakening kind of was, but like Awakening was much better. Yeah, you're in right. In that regard. 
I felt so much apathy for the narrative of that game and the other characters because I was forced to interact with them for this, this insufferable putz. And I'm honestly grateful for that because Fates' writing isn't that good in general. But, like, it would have benefited so much more if, like, either Azura or the, char- the siblings were the main focus. Still would have been bad, but would have been better. But even... How do I put this? I, I feel like Fates could have been a good game. Like there, there's, there's, there's problems with like the writing and stuff, but there's some really cool ideas in that game. There's the, um, I love the faction wars between just having like the Japanese-inspired units and the uh, um, medieval Europe side units. I wish Three Houses had gone with that and ran with it. That's the best thing that game did. Ah, uh, the music is fantastic. Uh, there's some great level designs along with some of the worst in the series, but there's some great level designs. <laughs> but it's so hard to enjoy those things. And it's because you have to play it through Corrin's eyes. Wow. <sighs> yeah, that, that sounds really bad. How you doing? I'm How you okay. Feeling? You feeling good no, now? Not, not, I, I haven't even gotten to my biggest problem with the character. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, all right, I'm, all right. I'm, I'm, I'm building. It's okay, champ, it's uh, okay. Let me, let me just rub your shoulders behind, you know, you th- down in between you. rounds. Thank just you. give this, you a little water, spritz it a little character, bit. Staple this character your bleeding eyes. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. There were so many better choices for Smash Brothers. I don't think this is a this is like a mark against their design, but like if you wanted a modern character, just advertise a new game. Elma was right there. Xenoblade Chronicles X really needed the love. It's actually a really good game. The story is just kind of forgettable. But no, you just can't get over. I'm I'm fine with characters marketing in general. Like I I love that Smash Brothers has this power to like boost series up. But they just won't stop masturbating over Fire Emblem for that. <laughs> Give other series a boost. I will. That's why I, I will. I'm one of those people that will say that there are too many Fire Emblem characters. That's why I would take more Fire Emblem characters if it was actually characters that like were requested that the Fire Emblem fanbase actually wanted. The fact that they're these. Just like, oh, let's get the most recent character in to kind of just pump up this new game, which it is what it is. Like, don't don't try to argue otherwise. I, I respect that decision, but it's a useless marketing decision because Fire Emblem's already doing well. You don't need to do this anymore. Can, no. can just but what if we save, did it more, though? I mean, come on, but, come on. How much help does Golden Sun really need? Wars. A lot. <laughs> that game needs a lot to come back. It, and well, Smash it, Brothers could do that. Well, I mean, it would help if Golden Sun had a good game to start with, but oh, why? Yeah, that yeah, fine. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played enough of Golden Sun to argue with you. But I know the comments are going to be livid over that. Oh yes. Oh well. Hey, hey. Okay. If you get to be angry, I get to be bitter. <laughs> <laughs> do, do you have anything to? I, I haven't even talked about Smash Brothers yet. I know. <laughs> uh, no, uh, Fire Emblem Fates bad poopy game. I get upset every time I draw a Corin in Heroes because I have like eight of them now. And they're all different. Um, I like the one where he's possessed by his devil thing and wants to stay away from everyone. Because good, that represents how I feel about you. <laughs> um, yeah, as a character, Corin kind of poop. And I agree with you. And it leans way, way too hard into the whole fantasy isekai thing, oddly enough, with Corin uh, being sort of this self insert kind of thing for your player character for the character themselves and or the player themselves rather even more so than robin or the tactician or the my unit from fe12 were i totally agree it's weird i i I get uncomfortable from that game 
just straight up. I don't, I don't like just how worshipy those characters are, Corrin, which sucks, because I feel like I could have loved some of those characters, but not not like that. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. Some of those characters. Oh yeah, so, so many of them are terrible. But you know what my biggest problem with Corrin is? Oh yeah, go for it. It actually involves how they're interpreted into Smash Brothers. Oh really? Go ahead. Yes, it does. Corrin, as a character in Smash Brothers, showcases nothing about Fire Emblem. And I, I know people are going to say like, oh, but the Manakeets. But no, Manakeets are nothing like what Corrin is. They don't awkwardly morph parts of their body into whatever they feel like doing. That The entire premise around those things is that they are extremely insane powerhouses, but only when they have an item to keep them equipped so they can use those powerful attacks. And that could have been an, a great uh, gimmick in Smash Brothers, just having a character that you have to try to hold onto an item to use like these insanely powerful special moves. I would have liked that. But what Corrin is exists in a vacuum in the Fire Emblem series. What they what is makes them special? The chainsaw sword, the the dragon thing stuff, that's only unique to them and their offspring. Meaning that the only thing that Corrin shows off about Fire Emblem in Smash Brothers is just Corrin. It is a wholeheartedly narcissistic design designed to applaud the least favorite character in all of the series. Ugh. And that annoys me so much. Like this, I love Smash Brothers for being like this celebration of gaming. It's one of my favorite series of all time for that. And to shine the spotlight on such a footnote in the Fire Emblem series, one of the strangest characters it has, it's immortalized them. It's given Corrin so many fans that will ensure that this character never goes away. I... <laughs> I kind of feel similar to how you feel about Wario, but it's just this character's existence instead of changing one. Right. <laughs> it's just, Fire Emblem deserves better characters in Smash. There are so many characters that deserve those fans more, and honestly, those fans deserved a better character to idolize. Ah, and rant, and rant. I just, everything about Corrin upsets me. Yeah, Corrin's okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so not, I, I just want to say some nice things, because nothing that you said is invalid. Absolutely nothing that you said is I, invalid. I will, I will respect that. Because I don't look at Corrin as a Fire Emblem character. I look at them as a concept art character. In the same way that I view Roy, that I view Greninja, that I view Incineroar. In that he is a character based on a design. And the little factoids that were given. And I think that there are a lot of unique aspects about Corrin that uh, make a fun Smash Bros. moveset. I really love the pin. I think the pin is a great idea for a move. And I love the sun stop to it. I love the feeling of the stop. I feel like that is a stun move that should have existed before now. And it's such a strong visual identity and it gives them this unique sense of momentum. Hell, Korn's momentum in general is really unique. The way their back air pushes them forward and gives them a little extra boost and the way that their recovery pushes people away. I like the water identity and how that links into Azura, and uh, how that overall gives Corrin their own unique push, because who else represents water? Squirtle and Mario? Like, this gives Corrin a unique element and a unique twist to the character. I like that their counter is different, and is stupidly powerful for no reason. 
Like that is that feels like the Maniki Vitiki people. Gosh, I hope that's not appropriation. Uh, their thing is because it's like, oh, you go full dragon and then you're really powerful. I like the fact that he has a weak projectile that does a stun, but he also has the big chomp, and that's the dragon element. I feel like that translates really, really well. I feel like as a dumb concept character of the ideas of like a kid going up and going, what if they had this power and this power and this power? that Corin very much works. I feel the same way, I'm gonna make a weird comparison, uh, the same way I do about Corin, I feel about the first season of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, where it feels <laughs> like they're just making shit up as they go along and making up random powers, and it doesn't really make sense at any point, and they're just trying to make things work in an interesting way, and God, it's somewhat of a fun mess. So I think that the individual pieces stapled to Corin are fun. Do I think they're stapled to something that matters or is positive? No. No, I don't. But I want to say from a gameplay perspective at a baseline that I think they work in unique and interesting ways that could be looked at and given to other characters. With that said... I also think that about Wario. And holy shit, would I never put Wario in anything but does not work. This is, this is true. This is true. Uh, I do want to add on to a couple of things you said there. Uh, the dancer, like, kind of just harking to Azura. Uh-huh. Should have should have just been Azura as the character. You're right. Just to kind of dump on him a little bit more. But to say, po- no, actually not to say positive, to actually talk about Smash Brothers moveset itself... I also feel like it kind of fails to capture some of what it's going for, for what Corrin is. Because they have a lot of just over-the-top twirls and spins, like kind of like they're just trying to dance around the stage. Uh, but their actual animations and attacks don't really flow together enough to actually capture that, to get the, the, the flow of water. I there's, there's a I weird. Admit, uh, I earnestly couldn't tell you what a Corin's game plan is. I couldn't either. I just I played them for thirty minutes before this recording just to kind of get a sense to it, mm-hmm. and it shocked me just by how, like, how much like how stilted some of their attacks are. Which mm-hmm. I get like the sharps, the, just the stalactites thing of a bobber, but like there's really not much of a flow to like, any of this apart from like spamming the side B but not actually stabbing it into the ground. That kind of gets that idea around. A more egregious failure, I think, is just not having Koran transform into a dragon more. That's what makes the character somewhat interesting in my eyes, and they barely do anything with it. Yeah, like I- if 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 you would actually turn into that hulking dragon and actually attack, that would I would still play Koran. You know, because that sounds cool. The fact that you're le- saying yeah, give them a literal dragon install is making me drool a little bit, and also want soul bad guy in the game. But, like, <laughs> anyway. I, I, just, I feel, like, going back to that, just, I, I don't disagree that Corin, in terms of, I, I, sh- I want to clarify right now, just before Corin fans get mad, I'm not, like, frothing at the mouth over Corin. They're a video game character. Come on. But just, it, it's a small thing that's chipped away at my sanity for so long, just seeing that roster select screen and be like, ugh, why are you still here? It, it's a mild annoyance, but it just, 
It's a, it's an, it's a, it's an itch that I literally cannot scratch because I can't take corn out of the game, and that's just annoying me for a while. So, forgive me for getting angry. I'm not, I'm not saying that you're a terrible person if you like corn. Just play some better written games. But anyway, <laughs> yes, I don't think that corn does not work if corn has to be in the game. If corn has to be in the game, that you've already made some poor decision. But since they're here, ah, you know what? No, I, I put them. I, I still feel like that removing myself and my biases from the equation, I still like feel like completely failing in terms of what a manikeet is still really drags him down. Oh, I, I agree. Like, there was a cool idea there that just was not chased after in the slightest. No, I, 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 I think just discussing it, I was like, oh, they have all these neat moves. And I go, yeah, but do they come together to do much? And I think, oh, not really. But they'd be neat if, like, you built around a couple of them. Yeah, which is so dumb for, like, this dancer-like character. It, it, it's a hodgepodge of cool ideas that uh, don't really work. And as such, also because I'm not putting Corrin above Robin, I want to put Corrin directly below Robin. Because I don't- Oh, damn, that's generous. Because I, I- They're representing what they are in the game. I don't want to- I, I want to make this, like, a, as objective of a placement as it can be. Which I'm honestly not really capable of doing. I haven't played Fates in years, and I have no intention of researching. Well, don't worry. It's not like I was ever going to let you put him above Donkey Kong, no matter how. Oh, but I would justified. never in a million years. Yeah, okay. But, like, pointing Corrin in overhaul... Actually, let's just drag him beneath Toon Link, just so he's at the bottom. There we go. Yeah, no, that's Putting Corrin like in overhaul is... I do not want that much work to be put into Corrin. They don't deserve that much work. They don't get to have an overhaul. If they have to be here... They're at the bottom of could be improved in many regards. That yeah. is the only place they could be. Like, admittedly, I feel like the moveset works to some extent. Like, it just, it doesn't have a gel to it. If you remove the Corin character entirely, there's cool stuff here, but it still doesn't work as a moveset in full. It just needs something to put it all together. It needs some unifying idea to his air momentum, to pushing away opponents, to the unique mix of pinning an opponent down. Yeah, just to- I can't believe I'm doing this, but just to brainstorm how Corrin could be better, just having some sort of, like, water-dancing mechanic to harken back to Azura, where if they chain moves together, it removes the end lag of them, or something like that, to really just create a flow with the character, to really let them dance across the battlefield. Because there are cool things here, just like being able to- Trap somebody with a chainsaw sword when you get it after the shield. I like that idea. That's a neat idea. I wish it was on literally anything else, but it's a neat idea. Yeah. Uh, the pin, I agree with you on wholeheartedly. The pin is a cool move. Uh, just to go back to Golden Sun, let's, like, make Isaac create stalactites of earth through his hands. I'd do that in a heartbeat. Oh, I'd trade that fun. in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. Yo, Daisy could do that. <laughs> Daisy could do that! <laughs> with the crystals! There we go! Trade corn for Daisy! <laughs> I do like the chomp, I'll admit. I don't know. I like the idea of an amorphous character that can do weird things like that. But Corrin's just a dumb character. I'd want that on Dark Matter. Just have it transform into literally anything. Oh, I get- Stand oh. forward with Ooh. spikes, change Ooh. into a giant mouth. There's a, there's a character in Guilty Gear that uses their shadow, and that yep. shadow just morphs into anything. Yep, I, is that- was that Zato 1, I think? I have, I have no idea. Uh, can, can you agree with me for Corrin at the bottom of D tier? Yes, yes, With the caveat I can. that he's not an overhaul, just because that would require too much work to be put into this 
garbage character. Okay, honey, if you want it, you can have it. <laughs> uh, okay, so no longer spinning in the bottom right corner of the tier list. Yes, damn, that's so many free comments you just lost. I know, but like, I don't want to get to like the end of Kazuya or wherever the sixth character is and be like, okay, let's end on a low note. Like this, there, there's room to build back up from here. Oh, but I could have gotten, like, drinks. It would have been fun. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, ah, well. Uh, so anyway, you uh, want to talk about tell Young me about, Link? <laughs> yeah, tell me about Young Link. I've, I've been shouting for a while. <laughs> so, Young Link is so weird to me. Because, you know, from a base perspective, there is something so obvious to do about Young Link, and it is make him the Majora's Mask rep. Like, that is the most clear path you can possibly take for this character. It's his most emblematic game. It's a very obvious thing to do for flavor. It's a very popular, very important game that's already represented in Smash through a stage. It shows the height of his character through the fierce deity mask. Like, that's the obvious thing to do with Young Link. And you can do other things. You can make him a representation of 2D top-down Zelda as well. And that's also a good idea. Um, I think that I would like Majora more, just because I'm a big Majora stan, but, like, if you're going to represent the Oracle games, Link to the Past, um, Link's Awakening through that, yeah, you can absolutely do that. And all of these ideas would be a better design for Young Link. With that said, Young Link is not any of that. He is a character that represents Super Smash Bros. Melee. He is Melee in a modern age. He is Link's old design, but faster, but with weird projectile combos that are actually really fun to pull off, with a lot of fun rushdown at just the right moments, with something of an oppressive uh, projectile game at its best. He is a lot of the identity of Melee, and he does that really well. Because Young Link is so weird for me because he's a character that does not exist without everyone is here. And beyond any other character, beyond Doc, beyond Pichu, beyond Falco, he is Melee. And he feels like that. And it's a really satisfying design. Because where Link has gone on to be more cerebral and more powerful, Young Link fits that more rushdown style in spite of his wall of projectiles. And I kind of really like that. And it's juxtaposed against, but there's a clearly a better way. And there's a clear better answer. And he doesn't hit his flavor very well. But as a representation of Melee, I like him! That's interesting. I never even considered just the side of like, oh yeah, he's just the Melee character, but wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like Young Link would annoy me a lot more if regular Link hadn't gone in the Breath of the Wild direction. Yes. But like, he he, de he definitely doesn't irk me as much as Toon Link does, because Toon Link, that potential hits a lot harder that it's not there, because just cartoon hijinks. He's yeah. perfect for that. That and Toon Link has been like simmering for... 10 years, whereas Young Link is just, oh yeah, we brought him back because we had to. Yeah, Toon Link replaced Young Link. That was kind of the point. Yeah. Young, Young Link is weird, because like, I agree I would like the mask transformations. Uh, I recognize that that's making three entire characters, but like if Pokemon can do it, Zelda really needs the variety. It'd be mm -hmm. great to like get a Gore and a Zora Deku into there just to, just to flesh out that roster at least a little bit. And if you can't like get a champion or something, Young Link would be the best way to do that. But at the same time, I don't really have an ire for him. Even without considering, like, the melee comparison. Like, 
he's the he's classic Link. I I like fire arrows. I really do. I, I like that he's more um hyper. I love his rapid jab. Yep. Uh, uh, Long Long Milk is still one of the best taunts in the game. Yep. I'm sad that they shortened it, but like I am as well. <laughs> yeah, it's still so good. Ah. Uh, I don't know. Like the the miss potential is there. I still feel that, but it's not as strong for young Link. I, I feel like it's gaping missed potential, but also his design completely ignores that and gives it something else. Like like it's similar to Bowser, I feel. I can see that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the the difference being that Bowser has to exist outside of being a Smash Brothers character, whereas Young Link is explicitly just, no, this is just him in Smash Brothers. Like, this is a reference to another Smash Brothers game as a character. You think that's an intentional design, or is that just kind of I, that a was, happy accident? I, it's so hard for me, because that was my first thought playing Young Link in Ultimate, is like, oh, he feels like a Melee character. This is great. And like, he doesn't feel like him in Melee, but he feels like a, a, the spirit of Melee, so to speak. Because, like, I do agree with that, but I don't know if... I feel like Sakurai would have talked about that if that was the intention. While I can see that, that also involves talking about Young Link. True, when true. He has, when he had, what, 75 I mean, characters had, in base roster? He had, he had a little thing. In 69. The, in the everyone nice. is here part of that direct. He's like, oh, hey, Young Link's back. All three links are back. He just said, like, this one is closer to, like, how he played in Melee. Just... Oh, yeah. I, I, I guess... I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that that's... I, I don't think that was the intention. <laughs> it's just because he's smaller and therefore faster. It is, but he's so much more kinetic and his fall speed also matches that. That could just be to differentiate him from Toon Link, though. You are correct. I don't... I, I don't... I don't dislike... I don't... I don't... I don't dislike the character. I have him in mixed right now, just to... I have him at the very bottom of Pretty Solid. Because, I like, I... see that... I, I agree, but also I can't bring myself to really dislike his design. There's nothing about it I dislike. There's missed potential, and I feel like what he is as a throwback to a previous character works well. And it's up and it's Toon Link's fault for not uh, you know expanding that we have like a discontent. Is there a better I version of Young Link? Yeah. Is this version of Young Link necessarily bad? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I just... The, the only thing that takes me out of it is that he doesn't have Fierce Deities as Final Smash. Yeah, that's a missed opportunity. Even You could have kept the Triforce Slash and just transformed into Fierce Deities. Yeah, it's, it's the most obvious slam dunk in the world, and it's just... It's not there. Like, there are other characters that miss potential in me, like Sheik's there, Bowser's there clouds there i just how do you feel about him compared to let's say rosalina and yoshi rosalina i i definitely like him more than yoshi okay i i feel that link the young link doesn't have to meet that potential is where i is what is just saving him for me because like yeah he could be better and yeah it's annoying that half the zelda roster is link and I'd really like it if they just try to spread things out a little bit more, at least get different items in. But it's it's fine. Yeah, it's it's weird for me because like if if you're not doing everyone is here and you're representing Majora's Mask, then Skull Kid is here instead. Absolutely. That's that's a no-brainer. Like the potential version of Young Link with the masks 
does not exist because Skull Kid is here instead. That's true. Yeah. I'm just sad that Skull Kid isn't in the game. That was one of my most requested characters for so long. But Oh, yeah, no, I, I would love him in. He's or... in Beyond Melee now. That's something. Yeah, that, that, that is something. I wish Groose were here. <laughs> I love Groose. It, it's funny. I, I feel like the Zelda roster is one of the worst represented in the game, just across every franchise. Oh, it absolutely is. But then you go, like, it has one of the most robust item selections in all the game. Yeah, it's got good stages as well. And some of the best like, stages, yeah. If you ask literally anybody, they'd want the characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you are correct. But no, we got we got the Triforce, though. Yeah, but... That's all you sure. need. No, you don't. Oh, There's okay. so many good characters in Zelda. Oh, when you put it like that. It's like saying that, oh, Mario only needs Mario, Luigi, Peach, and Bowser. We don't need Rosalina. We don't need Bowser Jr. They broke that seal. Just, just break the Zelda seal too, please. I, 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 I can agree with the bottom of B that the Skull Kid comparison, because like if that much work was going into like three Zelda move sets, make three different Zelda characters, please. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me Skull Kid. Give me uh, uh, Midna, and uh, what's another popular one? Uh, just, just make me happy. Say Groose. Though Girahim yeah, sure, and Ravio are probably there too. Yeah. Make an, actually, make a proper Ganondorf. That'd be nice. Yeah, what an... Uh, speaking of... Yeah, we what just a segue! Wing, I, that, I wish that was intentional. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, Ganondorf. Uh, this is going to blow your mind. I do not have Ganondorf in overhaul. Oh, really? I do not. Because well, let's, let's look at how we've been ranking these characters, right? Right. Uh, all the characters in overhaul... Uh, most of them, at least, uh, completely failed to embody their character, right? Right. Like, Sonic, his playstyle is completely against what he is. Diddy Kong's just a monkey. I hate Ganondorf. I really do. He is like one of the biggest examples of completely botched potential in the series. But for all of that, at his core, he does embody what his character is supposed to be. He is... The embodiment of power, and Smash Brothers sells that just to an extreme degree. Yes. I can't believe I'm defending Ganondorf. I, I have him in D tier, just, just, just to be clear, just to be clear. Okay. It's only one tier above that. Yeah. But, like, he's got the feel down. And I do think that is worth praising. Because like, if we kept so many characters just out of the higher tiers because they didn't quite meet that feel... It's mm -hmm. the only thing that Ganondorf has, but he does have it. Now, that said, uh, he is the biggest just shame of waste potential in the entire series. The only reason that people are able to get behind him is because he's copying the best character in the game. Right. And when he's not, he's copying Ike. <laughs> yeah, right. But, like, you took Captain Falcon and just was like, what if every single one of these moves killed? And that is what Ganondorf should be. I don't know. Uh. I... I I could still put him in E, but I just do want to just point out that, like, the feel is there. So, Ganondorf in Melee was my introduction to Ganondorf. I saw him in a magazine, and I thought he was a Soul Calibur character. <laughs> and I, I just... Yeah, it, it was weird. I was like, oh, they added, like, a guy from Soul Calibur. That's neat. And then I was like, oh, he's got the Zelda theme. Okay. Because I was a little baby and I was dumb and I couldn't play Ocarina of Time very well. I didn't like that Link couldn't jump on command. It was weird. So my introduction to Ganondorf was as a Captain Falcon clone. And after going through the Zelda franchise, 
I actually, with the exception of Wind Waker, across the board, like Smash Ganondorf a lot more than I like him in the Zelda franchise. <laughs> like He's I, kind of a one-dimensional villain. He is a one-dimensional villain, but in this, it's just like, yeah, but he hit you real hard and then you die. <laughs> Like, he was the character that everyone in my friend group gravitated toward because he does the big hit and you die. And a Ganondorf mirror match is so much fun. Because it's just a constant game of chicken of hitting you with basically going, I'm going to hit you with a truck. Okay, I'm also going to hit you with a truck. Well, let's see how this works. Ganondorf <laughs> is an utter car crash of a character, and all of his moves reflect that with his high commitment and incredibly high damage output. And just the fact that in, like, in Smash Ultimate in specific, he started his life as a mid-tier because his reward was so high, and then people actually realized how to play the game, and he plummeted down the tier list. But... What Ganondorf has at a base unga bunga level is so incredible, and honestly, it excites me more than anything you could really bring in from Ganondorf as a character in the Zelda series, like, is the fact that he doesn't have a dead man's volley criminal? Yes. Would I care more about Ganondorf with a dead man's volley? No. It would just fit him more. Like... Everything that Gandorf is, Gandorf is a composite character about the idea of hype in the Zelda series. His main defining aspect is that he uses a sword that was used in a tech demo. <laughs> like, his main thing is that he chokes you in a way that, like, I guess is kind of a Twilight Princess reference when he kills Saria or something. But otherwise is just, he dunks you. It is a slam dunk of a move in a literal sense that makes no sense for Ganondorf, but feels so good with the identity of Ganondorf as a car crash character. It's hilarious. Like, if Ganondorf was Black Shadow with this moveset, he'd be right next to Captain Falcon. Oh, totally. On list. Totally. 100%. I would love that. And hell, just give Black Shadow some dumb Sentai villain quotes. Yeah. And just... I would adore that character. But as Ganondorf is, I have him in mixed because I love what's here. I really, really do. And it's not Ganondorf. But if you changed him, I would like him less. I, I can see where you're coming from. I, I still wouldn't just because I feel like a kind of dark magic character that still embodies that power has some fascinating potential that I want to see met. And ju just the idea, like, I, I made a whole video about Ganondorf that I still follow behind. I love the idea of just, like, possibly having a trident or just having, like, these super powerful moves where he actually summons, like, Pig Ganon. Yes. Just insane damage. But I do also love him. I think he's, like, the number two character I play as. Yeah, he he's great. I, I honestly would rather see Pig Ganon at about Link to the Past size than I would a Ganondorf rework. Well, I, I, I would do the Black Shadow too, but just oh. port it to Black Shadow okay, and then yeah, Ganondorf's Oh, thing. yeah, I, I do agree. But that also involves F-Zero getting anything. Which it so should. Just, just trade one of the Fire Emblem Echoes for but it, But it's please. not happening. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, honey, honey, come on. Daisy got in first. Daisy. <laughs> uh, here's a comparison that you're gonna hate. 
the Ungabunga fun and failing to meet the character, it's almost identical to Donkey Kong. Yeah, but DK has more to pull from. No, 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 he doesn't. Have you seen the amount of weird stuff that Ganondorf does in his movesets? I mean, personality. For every s- okay, okay, yeah, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you made it like a- I mean, I also kind of like the idea of a cold, calculating villain. No, I don't. No, I don't. That was a lie. <laughs> <sighs> Look, I, I don't uh, have qualms of him being next to Donkey Kong, because yeah, I, I, I feel... I feel that that's a fair and apt comparison, but like from a personal perspective, you cannot change Ganondorf in any way that will make me care more about him. And it's just a weird situation where Smash Ganondorf is such this fun, incredibly interesting character. And I'd be interested to see a change in Ganondorf. I'd be interested to see a totally reworked Ganon. But I also think that either you have to totally change everything, or you have to leave him alone. Because Ganondorf isn't Ganondorf. He's the idea of power and the hype of the Zelda series. I mean, I feel like you could still keep that feeling of power, but just use habits embodied in different ways. Oh, I feel like you could, but you would use completely different moves to show it off. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. Interesting. So it's literally a choice of, like, he's either mixed or... I, I see that. I see that. He's either mixed or an overhaul. Ah. Uh, huh. Oh, gosh, that's weird. Yeah, isn't it? Do I put him on the tier list twice? <laughs> <laughs> okay, look, we got through Luigi. We can get through this. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. This is possible. This is possible. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like... So, um... How about this? Remove, let's remove ourselves from the fact that he's just the, an absolute delight to play. If we were somebody who, like, mained Ness and just looked at Ganondorf, how would we feel about him? Just like, if the Ungabunganess did not appeal to us, how would that design shift? Is there a single person that the Ungabunganess does not appeal to? <laughs> I know they're out there. I, I've, I've never met one. I don't associate with those kind of people. No, you're, you're correct. Like, yeah, you can enjoy the kind of characters you enjoy, but like, there, there, there are people out there that would absolutely love the dark mage that Ganondorf could be. And does that appeal? I mean, it appeals to me. I like the idea. Yeah, no, just, no, no, just, no, no. At I, least just to see I'm, it. I'm, I'm thinking of that. Realize. But like, even still, that still embodies the Triforce of Power. Ganondorf's one where I literally have to see the alternative before I could go yes or no. Because, like, thinking about, like, uh, like his, I think Brawl Plus gave a Warlock Ganondorf version. And I hate that. I hate that one. Uh, the Project Ganondorf thing? Yeah. Yeah, there was, yeah, like, I'm, a I'm base not, Ganondorf and, like, a either. Wizard Ganondorf and, like, his side B is, like, just a pure volley. I'm like, yeah, I, I, I hate that. I, I feel like a Ganondorf rework needs to, like, still keep the absurdity. Like, if there's a Dead Man's Bullet, it needs to get, keep getting stronger every time it's knocked back to the point that it can easily, like, kill Ganondorf or the other person that it's... There, yes. There's gotta be the same power. Yes. It's gotta go up to and exceed Giga Flare after starting at Flare. I'd be down for that. Like, there's a good comparison right there. Yeah. Sephiroth is what Ganondorf should feel like morally realized, just a much heavier version of him. Yes. Yes, absolutely there. Okay. So, like, compare Ganon to Sephiroth. Uh, Sephiroth's better in literally every way, man. Oh, 100%. From a design perspective, I do I enjoy playing this? No, I enjoy Sephiroth more. There's cool things you can do with him. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you're 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 entirely correct. 
Now I'm just dropping back to D tier. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. You can go back to D tier. Yeah, okay. So over or under Donkey Kong? Let's just sell I'd, there. I'd I'd put him under Donkey Kong. I would, but I'm me. Well, ah, uh, he does. This is literally just which does the unga bunga better? Nah, Donkey Kong has personality. Like he's still got the eye bulging at least. Oh, he's got the he's down got taunt. The, You're right. He's got the down taunt. Ganondorf. Ganondorf is a he, he's a limp noodle of a personality in the games he comes from, which I'm hoping Breath of the Wild 2 does something with. But who knows? But at least... Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong is it something. Ganondorf... Ganondorf is just like, hey, here's, here's the big red button. Press it over and over and over again. And I love that. But there's a, there's a fascinating character on the other side of that that I'd love to see. Yeah, yeah, I can feel that. Yeah, under Donkey Kong. Okay. <sighs> All right. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're talking about this character next, because I actually feel worse about Mewtwo. Guess what? So do I. Great! I'm glad we're on the same page there. Awesome. God, I wish these characters weren't so interesting. Right? Just like, there, there's a trifecta of dark magic users in Ganondorf, Mewtwo, and Sephiroth. And Sephiroth is the only one that does it remotely well. Yes. But we're... Ganondorf at least has the ungabunganess of his Triforce of Power. Mewtwo is supposed to be uh, the the ultimate life form. This is the genetically created Pokemon to be the absolute best. And he just feels like a wet blanket. Half his attacks use this limp noodle of a tail. His psionic attacks have the just weakest sound design. They feel sound like him coughing. Mm -hmm. He has the worst choices. From, like, special moves, just who puts Disable, Teleports, and Confusion on a freaking Mewtwo? What? He is, he fails to meet what I want Mewtwo to be in almost every way. I entirely agree. L uh, let me say the nice things about him. Shadow Ball was a good call. That's what he uses in the movie, and that's a great uh, signature move for him. I like that. I like it better on him than I do on Salmas. Yes. I uh, also like his forward throw using the same thing. That's that's just a cool throw. It's a really cool throw. I, I think them being all super weak doesn't fit him. I'd rather be a hyper beam, but, you know, that's that's fine, I guess. Yeah. Like, better, it, better. it looks Cause cool. Because he was up throw. That's what it should yes. be. Yes. Yes. I love that he doesn't hold items. He telepathically keeps them around him. Oh, I forgot about that. That's that's yeah, pretty cool. I love yeah. that his animation with the hammer isn't him even swinging it correctly. He's just thrusting it at you like a sword telepathically. <laughs> like, he has so many cool interactions with items. And I think that some of the stuff that he could do in previous Smash games was really clever. I liked that he had the safest, most ambiguous uh, teleporting in uh, Smash 4. Because it was literally teleport behind you, nothing personnel, kid. Like, Mewtwo had that ability, and he had the ability to instill fear in you. And Mewtwo should be that. Because Mewtwo, Mewtwo is the optimal Pokemon. He is, he comes out, and you are afraid of him. Because he is overwhelming power incarnate. There is exactly one Pokemon game that he is encounterable at less than level 70. And that's Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, because they ruin everything good about characters. So yep. at yeah. least they're consistent. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> 
But Mewtwo is this overwhelming powerhouse of a character. You never see him get his base moves, his basic confusions and disables, because he's already so powerful. His whole thing revolves around the marketing of him, the absolute presence of him, this utterly destructive force in both gameplay and in anime portrayal. And he is none of that in Smash. He has some strong smash attacks that are really limited. It's like a Hadouken that blows up in his hands. He's got some okay strong throws, but evidently Ness is a more powerful psychic because his kill throws are better, which should not be the case. I didn't even think about that, but that annoys me too. Thank you for um, that. I like his neutral air just being his power radiating off of him, and like he can't control it, and that discharge being enough to hurt people, that's really smart and good. But outside of that, I don't know what Mewtwo's supposed to be trying to do. Is he supposed to be seeming effortless? Because he has too many attacks where he swats you with his tail. Like his back air where he crosses his arms and basically goes, Grr, I'm angry, while trying to bap you with a pool noodle. It's, is he trying to just be like he doesn't want to be there? Because if so, he has moves like his up smash that don't really sell that, that sell his power instead. Like, it's telling that Event Match 51 of Melee was the greatest Smash villains fighting you. And you had Giga Bowser's overwhelming power. You had Ganondorf's overwhelming power. And Mewtwo. Who just died immediately. Yeah, yeah, he was... He's always the first one to die. Yeah, unless he's like there. And I get yeah. the, the idea of him being a glass cannon, and, like, I understand that. It doesn't make sense with Pokemon, necessarily, but I get that you have to balance him at least somewhat. And they do a better job with, you know, the big Sephiroth, who does everything he wants to, but better. But, like, hey, hey, we can talk about Sephiroth later. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I have nothing of a good thing to say about him. Yeah. But for Mewtwo, I've kind of, like, half-joked in the past... That I just wish that Mewtwo had Frieza's moveset in Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. It's no longer a joke. Like, just being able to, like, pull boulders out of the ground and throw them forward as, like, an ancient power kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. Just, like, literally splitting the earth in front of you. Tossing out just giant flying saucers of energy. Like, Mewtwo should just be screen-clearing moves that are, like, easy to avoid, but also, like, don't get hit by those because they will break your shield. Yes. I just... I want him... I kind of want him to just be bored of fighting. Like, he is so intensely powerful that he's just throwing out attacks. Like, you could keep the tail swipe, but he should be, like, have his back turned to you and just thinking. Or, like, I don't know, like, he's... It doesn't fizz character at all, but, like, he's reading the Pokedex as he attacks you. <laughs> and it's, like, throwing you around, not even caring. Like, he should be so much better than you, and you should... Take him by surprise, essentially, in order to beat him. I, there is one throw animation that kind of fits that, and that's his back throw. He yeah. He kind of just awkwardly just flicks his hand and you go flying. I like that. That is what I want the character to be, but that's just one. Yeah, I... And again, Sephiroth does it in better in literally every way. <laughs> yep. He, te he teleports you behind him. Nothing personal, kid. And that's yes, just amazing. It's beautiful. Oh, this beautiful, beautiful shirtless man. <laughs> Ah, but yeah, uh, I have Mewtwo all the way down in E tier. Like, he's, he's, I have him at the bottom of E tier. Really? Below yeah. me, Swordfighter? Yeah, because like Mewtwo makes me upset, 
but there are still some things that work, and I can still, I still see the idea behind Mewtwo, and to an extent, it still works. He still has power, and there's still, like, a game plan to Mewtwo that works. I don't think he's intrinsically flawed, like, uh, Mac and Wario are. I just feel like he's misrepresented in every single way. I was I was surprised at first, but you know what? No, I can get behind that. Yeah, because like he can't fall to does not work because it's Mewtwo. Mm-hmm. Like he's better. Th- he's bigger than all those characters almost put together. Yeah, every, every it, it's a poke. Everybody knows what a Mewtwo is. Yeah, like Wario's the only one that comes close. With apologies to Samus. Yes. Yeah, but like. There's a reason that the Pokemon movie, Detective Pikachu, had Mewtwo as the... Spoilers, but, like, you all three knew that. Yeah, no. It, it, it's such a... Everybody knows that Pokemon as, like, yeah, that's the strongest Pokemon. Yeah, Mewtwo is the idea of power in Pokemon, to this which day. Is, yeah, which I know Arceus exists, but shut up. No, nobody cares about Arceus. Ar- Mewtwo is the one that people care about. Yeah, but then he goes into Mega Mewtwo, and he's suddenly, oh, boom, he's got a higher attack stat. Like, no, Mewtwo is still the battling champion. I mean, I get Mega Rayquaza, but right, that's just because Pokemon has power creep and they need to stop it. Well, yes. But, like, no, yeah, I can get behind that. Like, Mewtwo's own reputation is the only thing that's saving him from does not work for me. Yeah, and a couple of animations that I really like. This is true, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that back throw is very nice. The the neutral air is very nice. I wish that was just uncontrolled power was better. F- like his smash attacks should be like at least at least triple the size they are right now. Mm-hmm. I feel like he should have the same issue or the same changes that we want for Palutena, but at least Palutena has like something. Yeah, he he was originally next to Palutena for me. I could feel I, that. It's, it's such an easy comparison to make. Like, yeah. hey, there's these overwhelmingly powerful beings. I don't get that in the slightest. Yep. But yeah, Palutena has something. Mewtwo's just, just, eh. Yeah, bottom of E. Yeah. That's where he belongs. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, I, I love Mewtwo as a Pokemon. I really do. And I want him to be in Smash Brothers in some day. It seems that the circumstances of one's birth are relevant, Mewtwo. <laughs> Should have been an ultimate DLC character. You could have been right there with Sephiroth. God, really? Yeah. Ah, well. He should have been the reworked melee veteran, not Roy. Yeah, yeah completely. Wait, actually, no. You know what it was with Roy? Uh, I'm sure they were knew they were going to do ultimate by then. And like, okay, we got to do everything is here. We cannot have this many characters with the same Martha. <laughs> we got to change this guy up. Yep. Yep, there it is. <laughs> All right, but to wrap all this up, we have Mr. Game & Watch. <sighs> I love Mr. Game & Watch. Thank God. You know what? We've been mixed to debating on every single character in this goddamn thing. I am so happy to just have a character that I love. Yeah, he's. I, I was listening to some music just to kind of get hyped for this, and when I hit Flat Zone, it's just like, whoa, this is such an alien character like i remember when i first unlocked game and watch and it just i felt like i just like seen a cryptid like (laughs) what is this thing who are you sir but he fits that so well there is there's no other character like him in the entire game just this bizarre janky animation just 2d sprite but it works so well i adore the idea of him because like mr game and watch before melee wasn't a character like you had 
guy from Ball, guy from uh, Turtle Bridge, guy from Parachute, but those were all those were all different people. Like hell, is are you going to say that Mario Brothers, which he took a move from, uh, like oh that's Mr. Game and Watch? No, that's Mario and Luigi. They're doing things. But Mr. Game and Watch is like if you took the square from the Atari game Adventure and called that square Mr. Atari, and he just did a bunch of attacks from Atari games. Or like a Tetris block, just doing random Tetris things. And like, yeah, he's just, he's this, he's a, it's another Smash Brothers original character that create that I, I almost feel similar to, not, not quite similar to him as Rob. Rob's, Rob does more, but like Mr. Game Watch just... Oh no, I'll say that I think that Mr. Game & Watch gives the Game & Watch series as a whole an identity. Because it turns it from, this is a console, or this is like Tiger Electronics, into, no, this is a series about an everyman working all these shitty jobs that get him <laughs> killed. Like, yeah, he, no, that's true. He creates a narrative for the idea of the Game & Watch, and it, it's incredible, and it's so much fun, and he's so much fun as a character. I, I totally agree. Like we said with Corin that like, oh, it's a bunch of moves thrown out that have all these sort of disparate ideas, but Mr. Game & Watch manages to link them together. He has this insane amount of fun with his verticality, with his down air and his up air, and the uniqueness of all of his aerials in general. Um, how his uh, ground moves are all these, to play with the Game & Watch being this very stationary rigid thing, being all these strong stationary attacks that barely link into each other and like his down smash burying you to match with the stiffness of his animations like it's just bump bump and you're in the ground it's great i love that his up is one of the few that doesn't put him into free fall yes it lets him just have this weird just like oh i'm going up and then i'm going down like he's just kind of he's just kind of drifting all over the place like he doesn't really know where he is where he doesn't have eyes of course he doesn't know where he's, what he's doing yeah He's very much what? ambiguously doing his own thing, and he is an absolute riot of a character, and such such a smart send-up to Nintendo's history in general. Yeah, and on top of all of that, I, I love characters with stupid bullshit. Nine is just one of the best stupid bullshit moves. You, you, yes. you just, just the combo for a chance for that is just, I love that so much. Yes. And even, even moves that people would consider bad, like... Like, bacon isn't usable in most instances, but it's, you can still just, like, edge guard with it. And it's so annoying, but it's just like, he's just, he's just cooking up some bacon. He's just some bacon. I'm just a-cooking. He does so much work. Let him have his bacon. Yeah. Oh, and he doesn't even eat it. He's giving it to you. <laughs> he just loves cooking. Yeah, I, 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 I don't have a bad thing to say about this character. I have some bad things to say about this character. Um, I oh. think that from a fighting game perspective, uh, the ambiguity of his animations does lead to some problems. Like, you can't sacrifice it, but I feel like reading him is an issue that you don't have with any other character, and he doesn't really have a trade-off to that. It's just you have to deal with it because it's Game & Watch. I can see that, yeah. And I feel yeah. like at a, at a core level, that is somewhat problematic, and I, I miss his old uh, forward air. Like the oh yeah the card swipe yeah the the bomb is fun but I I just I feel like it gives more dynamism to his air game and I feel like that lets him lean into attacks more and just commit more and he becomes a little bit more of a campy character with the bomb I see that yeah I can agree with that it's good flavor like, don't get me wrong yeah it's an interesting idea but it it skews the play style in a way that 
a lot of Game & Watches just rely on it, and I feel like Game & Watch should just be a character where you throw out whatever move you feel like. Yeah. But then Ultimate did so much to give him so much more personality with the unique sprites. Yeah, that's too... Yeah. I'd also change his forward smash, just to not be problematic. Yeah, that's 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 a no-brainer. Yeah, that, that, that'd be nice. I get why Turn you Turn him into a it. lion. Just, <laughs> yeah. just like that little lion, just like, for, for no particular reason, just like roar, hit swipe, go back. I don't know. <laughs> Game Watch is another character that's would actually really benefit from custom moves, just because you could do literally whatever you want with him. Yes. It'd still fit. Yes. Or you could, like, give him another frying pan move, like Peaches. Just oh, smack yeah. people with the baking pan. Oh, that'd be fun. But yeah, I like this character. I love this uh, he's, character. He's, he's, he's high A tier for me. I, I actually almost, I used to have him in S, actually, but... I have him like, at the top of A tier. I could get by... He is the one character I could put above Pac-Man in A tier, because... For a lot of the same reasons, really. I get a similar vibes from both of them. Yeah, I totally agree. And I mean, hey, 1980s, but you know, that's, that's fun. But like, Game & Watch, I just feel like Pac-Man cemented um, Namco and is like a perfect amalgamation of references and just doesn't get it. Game & Watch is as perfect as he can be, I think. Like, personal preferences aside, Game & Watch is as good as he can be. And the things that hold him back are just intrinsic to his character that are flaws because you can't read him. Yeah, I, I, partly through this conversation, I was kind of just considering putting him up in S tier. Yeah. But like, yeah, that does, he does still need to function as a fighting game character. And th there's a couple of weird situations like, which way is he running right now? He may have turned around. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, he's a little odd in that way. I love that about him, but like... I do too. Like, I would not change Game & Watch, to be perfectly honest. But I feel like if he exists in this game, he should never be top tier yeah yeah if he was if he had like oppressive tools he would be the best character yeah and it would break the game yeah and i mean yeah yeah he's re he's really good right now i think that's the peak of what game and watch should be at honestly like i feel like what from what i i don't keep up with the competitive scene very much but like i just swap out the bomb for the card and i feel like that would solve half of it yeah yeah i agree just have being able to drop a projectile like that is just like, yeah, you can cancel it out with just about any attack, but that's a scary just attack in general. Yeah, like, I, I mean, it's fun. Bowling Ball proves that it's fun, but also Bowling Ball is a lot more fun. <laughs> yeah, and a lot less easy to spam. Yes. But yeah, top of A tier? I, I can easily agree with top that. Top of A tier, yeah. Perfect. All right. Is this, is this the longest episode now? I, I really thought this would be the shortest one. <laughs> well, you added Corrin. Yeah, that's true. But I, I I added Corin because I thought it would be the shortest episode. I thought it would be fine. <laughs> well, guess what? The only character that we quickly came to a consensus on was the last one. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> ah. And I guess maybe Dr. Mario, but a lot of that was like... Uh, yeah, just between, just between getting educated on what Peach actually is as a character to the great Fire Emblem spiel of 2021... Still, wow, Ganondorf actually is better, but how much better? <laughs> yes. Yeah. What is the measure of Ganondorf? Is <laughs> he yeah. a Luigi? We just don't know. I mean, have you seen the school Lu Luigi mod? Uh, it, it, it's, ju it's just like Luigi but Ganondorf, and it's brilliant. Luigi oh has a stomp and he's shirtless. It's, oh, it's beautiful. Oh, I could cry. I have not. Oh, give it to me. Uh, I'll send it to you after this. But for Please now... Do. I, I, I can't even reflect right now. Yeah. This, is, this has been too long. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tapped out. Uh, three and a half hours in summer with no fan? Whoo! I, I just leave my fan on, man. Like, I, I edited it out afterwards. Like, this is too much. Oh. 
Well, this was a poor decision on my part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but hey, at least after this, we have Ultimate coming up, and like, obviously Ultimate's got the best characters in it. Like, it's the easiest, the most top-heavy. Yeah, yeah, it it really does. I'm not even going to pretend. But until then, this has been a lot of fun. Please leave in the comments whether you agree or disagree with any of these placements. We will eventually do a comments video talking about just like, if you got, if any of you can sway us and where if like a character's way much be way better than what we put here like for example Pete Lucas actually does use PK love in his animations yes I, just I did not I, know that I appreciate the he correction will be on moved. that yes once we do the comments episode I can guarantee that mm -hmm. things like that feel free to try to educate us but until then I'm going to bed <laughs> yeah Farewell, that everybody. sounds like a good idea yep good night everybody or whenever you watch this I don't care I'm tired me too. Let's go. Yep.